Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Mike Heller Show. Brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Made pure. Everyone loves White Claws. Call or text the show at 1-877-729-1070. Send a tweet at Heller Sports. Alongside John Adias, here's Mike Heller. Tick, 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 tick. The clock is ticking. Now, the clock was ticking on a Wisconsin football decision as to whether the game against Purdue, scheduled for this Saturday at 2.30 at Camp Randall Stadium, would be played. And that expired when Wisconsin said they indeed would not be playing the game this Saturday against Purdue. It is the second strike in a three strikes and you're out scenario. Strike number two, Wisconsin and Purdue don't play Saturday. The next game on the schedule is a week from Saturday night in Ann Arbor, Michigan against the Wolverines, a 6.30 central time kick. If any of the remaining five scheduled games is canceled for any either of the team's COVID testing, So any of the opponents has an outbreak on their campus or within their football program or Wisconsin can't get it right by a week from now, their opportunity to qualify for a Big Ten championship game goes out the window. They will not play the requisite six regular season conference games that are required to be able to play in a Big Ten title game. Now, there is an asterisk to that. There is a part de and that is if the league average of number of games drops below six, then that number gets taken off the board. But nobody, since nobody else to this point has had any games canceled, um, it would be hard to believe that you're heading in that direction. But, uh, shoot, this has been unpredictable, so who knows? I just wanted to throw that caveat in there. Uh, and in given this conversation, Barry Alvarez, Wisconsin's athletic director, will join us live on the program in one hour. 3 o'clock, straight up, Barry Alvarez live on the program, and we'll discuss. He did have a Zoom press conference at noon today. I took that in, and um, interesting. And I did ask the question about whether he has heard whether the Big Ten has considered sliding game days. And to his knowledge, in his conversations with Big Ten athletic directors, that has not been broached. I'm a bit surprised at that. And, and I might pursue that to follow up to ask why? Uh, not that it would make necessarily a difference this week, but it may make a difference down the road. If you can't get enough clearance and, and if your issues are too deep on Saturday, but maybe two days later, they might not be. As opposed to neither team getting to play that game, I would think it would have been in discussion. But we'll, we'll get there. Uh, it's also a tick, 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 tick. 
leading up to 57 minutes from now when the NFL trade deadline comes to pass. There was a pretty interesting uh, deal out there. Will Fuller tweeting a impatient emoji uh, some 20 minutes ago. You know, the little uh, little rascals guy kind of tapping his cheek, waiting for a result. Now, that hasn't happened yet. So, uh, And we'll visit with Mark Daniels. WNFL Radio is going to join us in about 16 minutes. We'll talk about the Packers' lack of running backs. Get to know Dexter Williams. The Packers have uh, have hidden Dexter Williams because he hadn't been ready to play. He hadn't done enough things where they felt like you can trust him and give him the ball. Uh, but that's going to all change on Thursday night unless something else changes between now and then. Uh, Dexter Williams and Tyler Irvin are going to be the top two running backs. And in fact, I, I misstated that. They'll be the only two running backs. And Tyler Irvin's not a running back. He's a slot receiver who is listed on the chart as a running back. So that game, for anybody that has Aaron Rodgers on their fantasy team, it's a game to play Aaron Rodgers because he's going to have to throw the ball. He's going to have to throw the ball 45 or 50 times or more. Because who are you going to hand it off to? I don't know that they trust Dexter Williams to carry the, you know, to tote the ball uh, 23 times or to have 15 touches. So look out for that. And, uh, oh, by the way, did you get your sticker? Uh, because I've got mine. I voted uh, almost not quite first in line, but fairly early in line. We were in and done um, this morning. We got there at uh, 7 o'clock, and we were uh, back at our home at 740. So not bad. Got it all done. Four of us went to the polls and voted earlier today. I welcome you in. This is the Mike Keller Show. It's presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. My name is Mike. John Audius is here. Hello, John. Hey, fellas. What's up? Was that today, the voting <laughs> thing? Was that supposed to be happening? I didn't. There's I had a, no there's idea. There's sarcasm. Look at that funny guy. Yeah. I was going to. I also voted, but not today, in case anyone was wondering. I just didn't. I didn't post a picture, so... I, oh, I didn't. I, I didn't know yeah. if that was mandatory too. I did not post a picture. Oh, okay. Just curious, Mike. I just posted and I voted. USA oh, votes. Nice, uh, Michael. Question. John Skull. The Badgers are not at a red red situation yet. Is that correct? That's correct. Barry said that uh, at the top of his presser today. At some level, do, I mean, listen. I understand. Like even that first time they voluntarily shut down, they did reach the red red level, right? Um, I don't know the answer to that because they've never posted that they've reached the red, red level. And I just, Barry just, yeah, that's in, true. immediately today said, no, we're not at the red, red level. But if there's 20 some, I guess it's the rolling seven day average. Yes, um, correct. Yeah. So that, that makes me just wonder out loud as a Badger fan, like if they do happen to get another game canceled, I mean, you voluntarily stopped. The, correct. The, the league said yeah. you could play. Technically, right? Am I looking at this wrong? I, I don't. I don't know how to view it differently, John. Um, when asked the question directly, Barry said, "We have not reached. We're not at the red red level. Hmm. The red red level is a Big Ten um, mandates uh, through their protocols that you shut down. And I don't know. I mean, that's a fair question to pursue, and I don't want to. I, I just want to. I think we're all curious about the answer to that. Are these? These decisions weren't mandated, and so. I guess, but I, in any I case, it the... does come back to some uh, something that was put out last week that the athletic directors agreed in advance of this um, that it was 
you were charged with the responsibility of making decisions that would be consistent with player safety, even if you didn't reach those levels. The, the, we, the thing I wonder, though, and maybe I, I, I think I'm under the right impression, maybe this question for Jeff Patrikas at 320, is so when they voluntarily shut down and they hadn't, they were in red, uh, I'm sorry, orange, red or red, orange, or just, it wasn't red, red yet. Um, then I thought once those other tests came in that they had reached that level, right? Because that would have been within seven, the seven days when they yeah, got. Yeah, but it's, again, it's a seven day rolling average. So take your number per day and then over seven days. So like if today you go back to last Wednesday would have been day one, your average of your number of player and or football population tests average that out over seven days. Now, one day might be 24, but earlier it could have been 14. If you begin to do the averages on those, Mm -hmm. it doesn't get you to what they're talking about in the red-red area. But I also felt like they probably knew once again they had some more cases on the horizon. Could be wrong. I don't know. We'll talk to Barry about it at 3 o'clock. One last thing I had for you. So we did the voting thing. Uh, we did the very thing. Mm, I forgot my last question for you, okay. Mike. But if well, I remember, I've got it. my um. Well, I mean, let's let's just kind of run through what we got going on today, if you don't mind. Um, unless unless you don't want to, you know, like to discuss. No, that's what, fine. What's I just, I had another question for you. I just can't. Okay, remember I'm sure it right it'll now. come back to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got my NFL power rankings, which we'll give to you at two thirty-five. Uh, you asked the question uh, in our pre-show meeting. Which teams would the Packers beat if they played tomorrow in those power rankings? Well, we'll get to that. And in our Vote Wisconsin, all right, so this is – I put up a multiple Twitter poll questions. John, I've been so busy. I don't know what you've been doing, but I've been busy. So I, I, you've been teaching school? Is that right? Some, yeah, something Packing like that. Packing lunches? I guess so. What something was like... for lunch today at school? Uh, chili. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Um, we have two brackets, a 2 p.m. bracket and a 3 p.m. bracket, which will lead to the qualifiers making it to the 4 p.m. bracket. This is a Vote Wisconsin day. This is get out the vote, John. Vote Wisconsin, your favorite slash best Wisconsin pro athlete or coach of all time. Top two vote-getters in this bracket will advance to take on the top two vote-getters in the next hour's bracket. So this bracket is loaded. Brett Favre, hmm. Aaron Rodgers, Robin Yount, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's an unfair bracket. How are you going to put all those names in one bracket? Oh, because the second hour bracket is Bart Starr, Hank Aaron, Giannis Adetokounmpo, and Vince Lombardi. Hmm. That's a tough one, too. Yeah. Oh, you think this bracket is worse than that? Yes. You got the all-time home run champion this night. And you've got Bart Starr, first ballot Hall of Famer and two-time Super Bowl MVP. And you got Giannis, back-to-back NBA MVP. And you got perhaps the greatest coach that ever walked the planet. That's the second hour. Bill Belichick is that, on that list? Hey, you not, well, I don't disagree with that in some <laughs> ways. So. I mean, knock it off, you. Um, so we've got that poll going on. And by the way, um, you want you want me to tell you what's going on at the exit polls on that one? Yeah, what do we got? First hour bracketing. Remember the top two vote getters advance. I can tell you who's not going to advance. Kareem. He didn't play that long in Milwaukee, and it's old, and he's recognized as a Laker more than a buck. He's got just 5% of the vote. 
So he's like that independent uh, Green Party candidate or Kanye that some people voted for that is going to not be mentioned much. So Kareem is out. Kareem's out. So Rogers leads the voting, recency bias, at 40% of the vote. Favre at 30% of the vote. Robin Yount, if he doesn't advance, is going to bug me. Yount at 25% of the vote. If I could um, – there's so much voter fraud conversation going on, but if I could, if I could fraud, if I could cheat this vote, I would advance you out on my own. Well, here's okay. I'm gonna look at this first hour two different ways: who I think's going to win and who I think should advance. So, who I think is going to win is Packers, 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 Packers. Correct. It's gonna be Favre and Rogers. Who yes. I think should advance is Favre and Yount. Favre and Yount. Favre and Yount. Just because Favre's Got the two Super Bowl appearances, has the one win, has a bunch of records, or Three had MVPs. them at one point. Yeah, the MVPs. He's got the edge over Rodgers and all those different categories. And then uh, Yount, just because, how can you deny like the greatest well, brewer? John, those polls only stay open for 47 more minutes in bracket number one. Yeah. Then bracket number two will load, but we'll know who who's going to advance. Um, so we got that going on, and you can vote at Heller Sports, at Mike Heller Show. Um, and then I have another Twitter poll question. And this one also not very positive results. Will Badger football play enough scheduled conference games, six, to qualify for a chance to play in the Big Ten championship game? 77% of you, 276 votes, 77% of you say no. They get two strikes. I mean, I don't know how good a two-strike hitter Wisconsin is, but it only takes, you know, one check swing and they went too far or that umpire, you know, calls a bad pitch a strike, and they're out. I, I'm not trying to be very pessimistic, although it's, yeah, it's hard I not to be. It it's hard not to be. But, Mike, so right now the season is still um, – this is from a fan perspective, not a player perspective, not a coaching fan. perspective. It's always different. Fan boy. It's always di- – I'm just saying it's always different because somebody <laughs> will be like, that's not what the players think. Going. Well, of course it's not what the players think. But we're getting to that spot where if there's one more game, yeah. why am I interested in the season? Here, here's what I think. Here's what I think. You want a little conspiracy theory? What? Um, I'm not saying that to me. I'm just saying as a fan. I think a lot of fans would ask the question. I'm still interested because I still love Graham Mertz. But I think a lot of fans will ask, okay, if one more gets canceled, what are we playing for? What, what's the point let's, of a season if you're not playing for anything? Let's just let's just guess at something. If Minnesota was 0-5, what would it be? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. If they were 0-5, can they be? Have they won? I don't think they've won. Uh, if they were 0-5 after they got beat uh, on November 21st and Wisconsin's next on the schedule – might they just go all go uh, to like a COVID party and uh, and have the game against Wisconsin get canceled? So it wouldn't matter. They'd they'd still be zero and five, and Wisconsin would then fall out of the running to play in a Big Ten title game. I mean, that's what a Gopher does sometimes. Oh, I see what you're saying. They, conspiracy they, yeah. against the Badgers. yeah conspiracy yeah. against yeah. Wisconsin. Let's screw them over and uh, listen. We're zero and five anyway, and uh, you, you know keep PJ's, the axe. Uh, rowing the boat for next year. Right. We still have the you, axe. You right? keep Who won the axe. Yeah, yeah, Wisconsin has the axe. We got that thing back. Yeah. 0-2. Anyway. They're 0-2. Lost to Michigan yeah. and lost so to OT. What if they were 0-5 and Wisconsin's next and, 
You know, their team captains, great leadership, <laughs> get together and say, screw the Badgers. We don't want, we're not going to give them a chance to even play us. We're all going to test positive for COVID this week, and they have uh, 84 COVID positive tests. That'd which be is a, above the threshold. That's John. way above the threshold, yeah, Mike. You don't even need a rolling average on that deal. Um, all right, so waiting on an NFL trade deadline to come and go, and that's 45 minutes from now. There have been, as far as I can see, all of the NFL news today has been made by COVID. I haven't seen a trade consummated today, and there has been talk and a tweet about the Packers talking about Will Fuller, but the, the Houston Texans want more than what Green Bay is willing to give. And is it worth it? So we'll visit with Mark Daniels and who's going to play running back on Thursday night and how's that going to work? Mark Daniels. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Daniels WNFL Radio in Green Bay is our guest when we come back. This is the Mike Heller Show, presented by White Claw Heart Seltzer. On Fox Sports 1070 and the iHeart Radio app. Programming note for you to keep this in mind that Wisconsin Athletic Director Barry Alvarez joins us live on the program in 38 minutes. Straight up 3 o'clock, Wisconsin's AD Barry Alvarez. They announced today uh, about 11 o'clock or so this morning that the game against Purdue is now off the books, can't be made up, it's canceled. And then Barry had a Zoom press conference at noon. He'll join us live at 3 o'clock. All right, so we'll get uh, give you the latest in our conversation. Oh, we have breaking news, it sounds like. Uh, Uh, Let me go to the newsroom and John audience. John. All right, thanks, Mike. On Election Day, we are still tabulating the votes. We'll be here until the final vote is counted. But our 2 o'clock hour poll question, your favorite slash best Wisconsin pro athlete or coach of all time. Top two vote getters going to advance to the 4 o'clock voting. Right now, Aaron Rodgers, your leader, 39.5%. Second place, though, Mike, this is where we're starting to look at the different precincts. Favre right now, 28.5%, but Yount, 27.3%. We're still waiting for a lot of those Milwaukee returns to come in, which yep. could bump Yount up. Kareem looks like he is going to finish last year at 4.7%. Back to you. Uh, independents have never fared well in these poll questions, so we'll keep you up-to-date up, up and up-to-dated on that as the afternoon warrants. Thank you for that breaking news update. Mark Daniels, WNFL Radio in Green Bay. Uh, joins us. Uh, Mark, do you have any update on the NFL trade deadline at T-37 minutes? 
Uh, no, uh, I've got the uh, you know telescope uh, you know up in Goody's office, and right. uh, I haven't even seen him pick up the phone. No, uh, I just. Don't know how this is going to wind up. Time obviously getting tight. Uh, you know, the speculation and the cry for this team to get a receiver is uh, is overwhelming. Uh, it's just unbelievable. I'm watching a lot of the talking heads on the various networks, and they're all just going crazy that these guys haven't done anything. And uh, a lot of them are saying they got to do look at the other side of the ball too. And I just don't know if Gutekunst is going to pull the trigger on a deal. Uh, the wide receiver thing, they had a really good number two that had core muscle surgery, and they expect him back hopefully soon, and that's Alan Lazard, uh, you know, and they went out and got a veteran receiver and Devin Funches who opted out. So to say these guys haven't addressed the receiver position is is crazy. Uh, they have expressed interest in Will Fuller. Then we saw reports today Houston wants a two. That's too much. Uh, I'd back off right then and there if I was Goody on that front. Uh, and then there was another report from uh, Diana Rossini of ESPN that there has been a lot of conversation in the Packer front office, uh, but disagreement on uh, whether to pull the trigger or not. Uh, and I think we can infer that that's Gutekunst, maybe Lafleur, although he's got a few other things going on this week already, uh, and uh, and Russ Ball, the cap guy. Uh, are, are probably trying to look at the numbers and say, you know, we cannot assume a contract for a player, let's say, for the remaining nine games and have him become a free agent and strap us even more. So I think there's a lot of debate about that. Yeah, and, and let me let me dig a little bit deeper because you certainly know uh, the inner workings of how that relationship would work. So in that scenario, you think that Lafleur is looking to gain this piece and then Gutekunst is in the middle as, as Russ Ball says, hey, we can't take that on. Is that the play? I don't think LaFleur is really involved in the discussions. Uh, you know, he's the coach. Uh, Goody is the general manager. Goody's responsible for the roster. Uh, LaFleur is responsible for the game plan and coaching the roster. So I, I don't know if Matt is a major player in this. Plus, he's just in his second year, and this yeah. is just a second trade deadline, and I think he's going to just leave it to the personnel guys to hash this out. How much Mark Murphy involved? I'm sure he's be? in there, too. Yeah. yeah, you know, when they reorganized the front office, you know, uh, you know, when Ted Thompson, uh, you know, was uh, just kind of uh, um, gently moved aside, yes. uh, you know, they're all reporting to Murphy, and he's certainly got a say in this, too. So I, I wouldn't be surprised, uh, you know, that he's involved in these discussions. But I don't know if he's heavily involved, but certainly consulted. So if you – if let me pull back a little bit. You, you talk about Alan Lazard. If Lazard returns to full speed, let's say, after the mini-buy, after San Francisco, is Green Bay that much in need of another receiver if they have that core and Lazard is healthy along with Adams? I, I say no, um, because another downfield receiver that we're not talking about is Aaron Jones. Uh, and he's another right, big right. play weapon in this passing game. Uh, very disappointing year again for MVS. I just don't know what they are going to make of this guy. Quimini uh, St. Brown is just back a couple of games, and he's just been, you know, He's been hamstrung by injury, and so it's really an open book on him. But I, I still 
vote no uh, on, on, a, on a great need for a wide receiver. What did you make of Aaron Rodgers when asked about this, uh, both Sunday postgame and then in his uh, media availability? Well, on Sunday he said, I'm not going to stomp for any player. The last yeah. time I did that, he was shipped to Buffalo, and that was Jake Kumaro who was released and uh, went to the Bills practice squad. And I don't even know if Jake's even playing for Buffalo, right. is he? Yeah, I don't uh, think so. No. Which tells you something, uh, to tell you the truth. Uh, and then today when asked, uh, would he be disappointed if they didn't acquire a receiver? He said, I just, I don't want to go there. Uh, you know, I've got to uh, understand my place uh, and that is to play quarterback with whoever I am throwing to. So he was very diplomatic about it again today. Uh, but you know what he said back in April, too, when they drafted Love, when everybody wanted you know, all of these great wide receivers that uh, you know, are out there making plays uh, for other teams. You know, he was uh, a little put off then. Uh, but yeah, I think he's been appeased because this offense uh, is still putting up 30 points at 400 yards yeah. a game. It's not like the cupboard is bare. Uh, they're still producing, and they've had to do it without Adams for two and a half games, without Jones for two going on three. Now their top two running backs are out. Uh, so uh, the remaining running backs are yeah. going to be out. So uh, they've they've done a pretty good job of piecing together a game plan and producing offensively no matter who's in there because they've got one of the best ever to pull the trigger. Yeah, well, let's go there. Uh, short, work, short work week, Mark Daniels, for the Thursday night game in Santa Clara against the 49ers and the Packers running backs will be Dexter Williams and a slot guy who they list as a running back in Tyler Irvin. So, obviously, they got to change things up. You would think that Aaron's got to throw it 50 times uh, and use the throw game as the run game, but, man, I mean, that's, you know, San Francisco Francisco's got a, a whole litany of, of significant injuries. Yeah, but the Packers I mean, the 49ers are decimated. Uh, no one's crying for either one of these teams. This is right. what it is, and it's the year of COVID, and it's hit the Packers. Uh, you know, and, you know, unfortunately, you know, Williams and Martin, uh, you know, are just contact tracing victims. They, I don't even know if they've tested positive. Even if they haven't, uh, they're now on COVID reserve, uh, and they won't be able to play. So you're going to see Dexter Williams come up off the practice squad. You're going to see Tyler Irvin probably play in a kind of a wingback type of thing. Uh, and you're probably going to see a lot of John Lovett. And don't be surprised if Matt LaFleur goes to some 21 personnel with a, hey, this looks like an eye formation to me. we got a fullback sure. in front of a tailback, and, and that's going to be what it is with Lovett and Williams. Uh, and then there will be a lot of spread it out. I don't necessarily think Rogers is going to throw it 50 times uh, because that means Dexter Williams is going to have to protect 20 times, and that could be an issue because he couldn't handle it on punt protection just a couple of weeks ago. Right, yeah, and that, that's where you're talking about Lovett being maybe the only back in the backfield and mainly there to – to right. protect and yeah, to be the guy. Yeah, that's, I agree. Yeah. You, know, you know, I think that's going to be his role. But uh, you know, I, I will give Lafleur credit because he's had to get creative with game plans because the personnel has been juggled so much week to week. Uh, and I and I even in a short week, I, I think he'll have something for uh, you know a shell of a 49er team from what they saw in January. Mark, and what we saw defensively Sunday against the Vikings, even though they knew what the Vikings had to do, even given the weather conditions, you knew what the Vikings had to do and couldn't stop the running game. What does that say about the Packers' defense? Is it, an, is it a, a personnel indictment? Is it a system indictment? Is it neither just a bad day? What is it? 
I'll start with a bad day because it was a really bad day. But if I had to go one or the other personnel or scheme, I'm going to lean more on personnel. Kenny Clark is just rounding into form. He played 15 snaps in Minnesota, and he's played a game and a half since. Uh, the rest of the guys up front, I just I'm not crazy about. I think yeah. the Lowrys and the, and the Lancasters are, are really good guys and you know nice people, but they're blockable. And you've got two rookie inside linebackers when they played base defense, you know, primarily, and they play so little of it with two inside backers uh, that uh, I don't think these guys are as game experienced running that personnel group. They do it so little uh, that it led to gap blows, uh, you know, bad angles, uh, and big yards for Dalvin Cook. So uh, I think it was all of the above, um, to tell you the truth. It really was a bad day at the office, and that's what Kenny Clark, we just got done talking to him, said, look, we just got to play better. Uh, And they're angry about it. And uh, it won't be Raheem Mostert. It won't be Willis. It won't be Coleman. Uh, You know, they're going to see Jarek McKinnon, another former Viking probably on Sunday, and then a rookie. So if it doesn't get better... Uh, against a well-schooled wide zone running program in San Francisco. They're a couple more years ahead of the Packers and what Green Bay wants to do with that run system. Uh, More red flags are going to be raised. I'm going to violate your personal space on the way out here. I'm going to ask you who you're voting for. In our favorite best Wisconsin pro athlete or coach of all time, this hour's bracket, Favre, Rogers, Yount, or Kareem, you can only vote one. I'll go the gunslinger. Uh, he I'm was with uh, he was he was above iconic uh, for you know 15 years. Ah, good. You yeah, now you didn't think I was going to ask you the other vote. Uh, you, you know I mailed it that. in so long ago I can't remember. <laughs> sure you did. Hey yeah. Mark, thank you. We appreciate it. See you, Mike. Mark Daniels, WNFL Radio in Green Bay. You see that, John? Not afraid to ask him who he voted for. I voted for. An old white guy. <laughs> what? What? It's it's all they're all over the place. I'm just saying that's all, that's what uh, I voted for. So you didn't vote for Kareem, in other words. Um, all right, uh, we'll update that bracket and the other. The trade deadline's going to come and go here very shortly. Uh, we continue. This is the Mike Heller Show, presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer on Fox Sports 1070 and the iHeart Radio app. Barry Alvarez, Wisconsin's athletic director, will join us live on the program. John, that's going to happen in 20 minutes from now. Um, They announced earlier today that Wisconsin and Purdue will not play Saturday, that Wisconsin continues to be in shutdown mode on their COVID testing and will not play in the game against Purdue that – all team-related activities remain paused indefinitely. Saturday's, Saturday's game will not be rescheduled. Uh, there have been five, two staff, and three student-athletes uh, that have tested positive for COVID-19 PCR tests recorded since Saturday. And over the last seven days, student-athletes, 10 of them, and 11 staff have registered for a total of 21 positive tests. 
There are currently 27 active cases in the program all since Saturday, October the 24th. That includes 15 football student-athletes and 12 staff members. The team first paused uh, team activities on October the 28th, and its scheduled game against Nebraska on October 31st um, was canceled, and now the Saturday game against Purdue is also off the books. We'll visit with Barry Alvarez live on the program 19 minutes from now. Okay, I thought real quick on this. I know you got our uh, NFL power rankings to get to in one second. So in that release, right, there have, have been um, two staff and three student-athletes since the 31st. And when you start thinking about, hey, if they're not in red-red, why did you shut it down? And I, I think that's part of the reason right there, right, is that had you not shut it down, let's say, because remember, they voluntarily shut it down last Wednesday, right, when it was an orange-red situation, Yep. And then you play a game, and then you find out two staff and three student-athletes have it. And then all of a sudden, you know, more, even more people have it because you haven't been isolating. You've been around each other. You've been in team buses. You've been playing the other team. And I think that's probably the biggest thing is, is just like this: these tests keep popping up positive that had you been able to even play the game at Nebraska, well, guess what? Five more, five more people yeah. tested positive. Yeah. But on the other side of that, I, I think that their hope was that after canceling the Nebraska game and doing all of the um, mitigating, uh, you know, going through mitigation, mm-hmm. trying to trying to limit the exposure by canceling that game and not going through game prep a week ago and having all those in-person team meetings and workouts and things of that nature, that I think they felt like we're going to pull this number back and be able to play against Nebraska. I think there's – I don't want to speak for them. I'm looking from the outside in. But I think there's great disappointment that what they did a week ago and all of the tasks that they've gone through since then to pull back that number didn't do enough to pull the number back to play this game. But I, I even look at that and think, like, that was the right decision because even with all that, you know, trying to mitigate everything as much as you can – you still had five on Saturday, or since Saturday, rather. You still had five more pop up, even though you're doing everything you can. So imagine had they not totally shut it down, and they had to proceed with caution, right? That's part of the thing. Yep, it's all part of it. If they don't totally shut it down, maybe it's even worse than it is right now. Yeah, this at least, um, on the positive side, it looks like this. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, their goal, obviously, is to give them a chance, Right. So if if they return sometime midweek next week, I I think they feel like okay we're gonna have a chance. Some of it's gonna be out of our control, but we're gonna have a chance. 
And I think to your point, they felt like if they played Saturday and they were all together as team activities and doing the things that they're supposed to do to get ready for a game, that uh, it could have been out of hand and then they might not have control. All right, we'll, we'll obviously visit uh, at length with Barry Alvarez. He'll join us a little bit more than 15 minutes from now. And then Jeff Patrikas will follow that. So we'll get uh, – you know, we'll get the reaction from and the conversation with Barry Alvarez and then the reaction uh, on what we've learned all day long from Jeff Patrikas. Uh, I'm still uh, monitoring Twitter, but I haven't seen anything on an update from an NFL trade deadline conversation. Let me get to our NFL power rankings for this week. For the first time in six weeks, the number one team in my power rankings will remain atop the power rankings. Wow. That will happen. I'll get to that in a moment. Let me start at number 11 in my top 10. <laughs> I've got the Indianapolis Colts just outside the top 10. I don't know why I can't uh, – I don't feel warranted to, to move them into the top 10. I see other power rankings have them. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an 11th spot. Now, that's not been uh, a good spot either. San Francisco was there a week ago. So, Indianapolis 11. I've got Arizona. I do have an affinity for Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. I have them at 10. The New Orleans Saints went in and beat Chicago. I've got the New Orleans Saints, not ranked a week ago, in at number 9. I have Tennessee in at number 8. The Packers will see Tennessee down the road. And at number 7 in this week's power rankings... I have your Green Bay Packers down just two spots after losing to the one and five Minnesota Vikings. Now, somebody say, really? You only moved them down two spots? Yep. I only moved them down two spots. And somebody say, well, why don't you have New Orleans ahead of them? New Orleans went in and beat just a one once beaten Chicago team. Well, head to head, the Packers beat New Orleans and fairly handily. So I'm gonna I'm okay with where I have this. Green Bay is seven. New Orleans is nine. Tennessee's sandwich in between. Number six, the Buffalo Bills. Jake Kumaro's Buffalo Bills. I have them at number six. Number five, the Baltimore Ravens. I expected them to beat Pittsburgh. They didn't. They dropped from three to five. Seattle is number four. They're up two spots from a week ago. The offense is just almost impossible to stop. So I have Seattle at number four. I have Tampa Bay number three. Dude, they could have, should have lost last night. I was hoping so bad that Tampa would lose. I was a big-time New York football Giants fan last night, and it skewed my judgment. I do think that that was interference. Actually, I don't oh, know if it, it was. was. I well, think it was. Okay. You ever so, see the still shot and there's contact right, and the ball's in the air? Here, here's what I would say. I would say, how dare you pick up that flag? Once you threw it, there is not enough there to pick it up. And I, I think it's ridiculous on back-to-back days that we saw picked-up pass interference calls that shouldn't be picked up. If you have the nerve to throw the flag in real time and you don't review it, it doesn't. You can't go to review. You can't go to the scoreboard. You can't go to the monitor. Then 
The flag has been thrown. You made the judgment in real time. Live with the judgment. You know what I don't like about that is I've seen some people say, well, it's bang, bang, play. It's pretty close. I mean, yeah, it was. It was. But it was, absolutely. But I saw a still shot, Mike. Did you see the same well, still shot? Well, they don't see a still shot. Well, they can pause. I'm... They can pause video, can't they? No, so... they don't get to. Who's okay. they? Who, who are you talking about? The officials. <laughs> yes. They, they don't go to review. Well, I... Oh, yes, it's true. You can't review a pass interference, can you? Yeah, they never looked at a monitor. Yeah, The head official, no, the side bad. judge, and the back judge got together, and the three of them had that one-minute conversation. No, you're right. You're right. My bad. My bad. So I'm looking at that going, how dare you pick up the flag that you threw? Maybe we should unless have reviewable pass interference. Unless it's an egregious <laughs> mistake. Yeah, don't do that. Unless it's an egregious mistake, no, the ball was tipped at the line of scrimmage, or no, the back judge says that was absolutely uncatchable. You know, somebody says, hey, for this reason. But if you throw the damn flag, then the flag is on the field. Do not pick it up unless there was a procedural error that said, oh, no, that has to be picked up because this happened prior to that. So the NFL will never be able to get past pass interference, ever. Right? No, it's just a joke. That, well, I mean, honestly, just just in general, because they tried to do something about yeah. it, and it just caused a lot of. I didn't. I didn't have a horse in the race last night, except I don't like Tampa. Um, you said you weren't going to watch the game. Well, Turned I was out, at the bar. I was good. at the wine bar, and I was starting to close up, and I just, I just stopped doing everything I was doing and just watched. But you've got to. It, once the flag is thrown, it's got to be thrown. All Unless right, the on. ball's uncatchable. No, I'm not done with that. <laughs> All right. Okay, I am. Tampa's number three in my ratings. Although I should just drop them to eight just because of that flag. Uh, but they'll stay at three. Kansas City is number two. And the Pittsburgh Steelers for the second straight week, which hasn't happened since week two of this season, that a team stayed at number one. The last team to stay at number one was Baltimore. They were number one in weeks one and two. And then they got beat by Kansas City. Since then, the number one team has not remained number one after that one week that they got voted in until now. Pittsburgh won, Kansas City, Tampa, Seattle, then Baltimore, Buffalo, Green Bay is seven, Tennessee, New Orleans, and Arizona. That's the pro football power rankings on the Mike Heller Show. Quickly, AP Pro 32, we've got Barry Alvarez coming up in about 10 minutes from now, Mike. Number 10, the Arizona Cardinals and the AP Pro 32. Yeah. Number nine, the Titans. I have them eight. Number eight, the Bills. I have them at six. Okay, not bad. They have the Packers at number seven. So do I. Then above the pack, the Saints. I don't. Packers beat the Saints. Do they not know that? Uh, I don't know. Same Ravens record. at number five. Okay. Then I they've do got too. the uh, Bucks at, at number four. I have them Seattle above, below that. Yeah, and then the top three: Seattle, KC, and Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, so we there. Hey, listen. I release mine first. So. That they uh, that they're kind of in lockstep with me is is exactly what it is. They're at, they're taking the lead, John. At three thirty-five, I'd love I'd love to go through these teams and tell me just if they played tomorrow, Mike, who would you be picking in the game? Uh, the Packers have to play with Dexter Williams and Tyler Irvin at running back. Uh, let's assume uh, are they're we going to be healthy? Best. Healthy. Let's say, let's assume they're at their best. You're right. Oh boy. Let's assume that they have oh, Aaron Jones. I can't Jones, wait for that exercise. Jamal Williams is back. Yeah. Let's let's play that and just just your gut feeling. Could the All Packers right. beat? Would not could. Would the Packers beat? And then we'll just fill in the blank with the teams. Gotcha. Earlier today, the Wisconsin Badgers announced that they are continuing with the shutdown of football-related activities, and they have canceled the game Saturday against Purdue that was scheduled for 2.30 at Camp Randall Stadium. Wisconsin's athletic director, Barry Alvarez, joins us live 
when we come back to top our number two, Barry Alvarez, in about nine minutes. This is the Mike Heller Show presented by White Claw Heart Seltzer. On Fox Sports 1070 and the iHeartRadio app. is the Mike Heller Show. Brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Made pure. Everyone loves White Claws. Call or text the show at 1-877-729-1070. Send a tweet at Heller Sports. Alongside John Adias, here's Mike Heller. So as we get this, the second hour of the Mike Keller Show underway on a Tuesday, the NFL trade deadline is less than a couple of minutes from now. Haven't seen anything. The Dolphins traded for a late round running back. Um, But there hadn't been anything of note. And Green Bay is on the clock. There has been conversation today about um, back and forth discussions with the Houston Texans on Will Fuller. Uh, but if, it, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen uh, right at the wire, and we'll wait and see what we find out, if anything, on at all. So, so we're waiting. By the way, earlier today, the Wisconsin football program and their game Saturday against Purdue was canceled. Uh, team-related activities remain paused indefinitely. UW Athletic Director Barry Alvarez announced that earlier today. He'll join us on the program in a couple of minutes. Um, there have been five, two staff, and three student-athletes positive COVID-19 PCR tests recorded since Saturday. Over the last seven days, October 27th through November 2nd, 10 student-athletes and 11 staff have registered for a total of 21 positive tests. And overall, there are currently 27 active cases in the program, all since Saturday, October the 24th, including 15 football student-athletes and 12 staff members. Badger football team first paused their activities on October 28th, and their game against Nebraska last weekend was obviously taken off the board. Now Purdue's is taken off the board as well and it will not be made up. So it's two strikes with Wisconsin football right now under the protocol in the Big Ten that you have to have played six of the scheduled eight conference games to qualify for a Big Ten championship appearance. And that is now in some significant jeopardy. Two strikes. One more by whatever means that would happen. Would uh, would cause them to be out of play. So, we'll, we're going to visit with Barry Alvarez here, and in fact, we have him on the line right now. Wisconsin Athletic Director Barry Alvarez. Man, I wish we were talking about other stuff. Uh, not as much as you do, uh, but Coach, um, give us a sense of of ha- how this has kind of taken shape since we talked last week when you when you made the announcement. I imagine the hope there was through the mitigating uh, steps that you were taking, that you would maybe just lose the the game that you lost uh, last weekend and that you would be in a better spot right now. And sadly, unfortunately, that's not the case. Yeah, that was our plan, Mike. We, uh, you know, we isolated our players. We got them into a hotel and, uh, you know, the guys are doing what they're supposed to be doing. But our numbers uh, 
haven't gone down like, like we anticipated. So we still think things are hot, and and uh, we just weren't ready to go back on the field. You know, Barry, let me mistaken, yeah, go ahead. I, I we had maybe had in the last three days eleven positives. Now that's that's not all players. That's that could be an assistant. That could be a equipment manager. That could be anybody associated with the program. So we still, you know, there's still, we still have, don't have our arms around it and have things controlled. Coach, I'm, I'm going to ask you, uh, I want to get into the, the football stuff as we roll forward, but this question doesn't get asked um, very often, and, and I think it ought to be. Uh, and you can't ask answer specifically, but overall in that population, the 27, the number that are active cases, how are we doing health-wise? I mean, is anybody, is there? Yeah. Um, you know, we've had a couple that have had symptoms or had temperatures and went into the hospital. But the majority of them, as I understand, Paul included, are asymptomatic. Okay. And I think that's important to note. I know that uh, that we had asked Paul about that when he had his uh, availability last week on the Zoom presser, how he was feeling and he hadn't had any symptoms. All right. So as we roll this forward, I asked you in the Zoom press conference earlier today if there had been any conversation um, in the league or among ADs about the willingness or ability to shift a game by a day or two days, is that – do you think, Barry, that will be on the table? Has it been on the table? I think a lot of that will depend on, um, you know, if, how many games are going to be canceled. Right. And are we going to have to make up more games to qualify for, for your divisional championship? Those are things that certainly we can visit uh, visit about, but uh, we have not talked about that yet. Coach, um, as it stands uh, in the moment, uh, I know you said on, on your Zoom that you had the conversation last week. You reached out to uh, Nebraska's athletic director, and you did the same uh, earlier today, I presume, with Purdue. How has that played, and are other schools in – any numbers that would leave them vulnerable to being in the same position right now that you are? Um, you know what? I, I don't – I haven't checked the numbers of everyone else this week. I know Illinois had some issues last week and played. Um, they played with their, if I'm not mistaken, their fourth-team quarterback. Uh, Minnesota's been playing. They've, they're minus some players. They've had some issues. I, I really don't know. I just happened to catch that on TV. Uh, I, I don't know about the rest of the teams this week. Talking with Barry Alvarez here on the Mike Keller Show. How concerned are you that Wisconsin won't make the minimum required amount of games to possibly play in a Big Ten title game? Well, I'm more concerned that we can get healthy. Um, you know, the, the title game is, you know, that, that happens if you play well. There's, that's a long way to go. But I, I just want to get us healthy. Uh, I'm very disappointed. I know our players are, as well as our coaches, that they're not playing. They've really worked hard and put themselves in a position. And, and I think we're a, a nice football team, really a good football team. And uh, my concern is to get us keep, get us healthy and keep us healthy. Well, and that's uh, I suppose that's the all of us are disappointed. Those of us who work on the outside from a media perspective covering the football program, uh, your front and center, Paul Christ and his coaching staff and all the players, that's where the real issue lies. You've dealt with adversity, Barry Alvarez, over a, a long period of time, 
but none of us have ever dealt with anything quite like this. Not even close. Yeah. You know, this, this, uh, you know, a different animal. It's, it's, uh, no one's ever, none of us uh, have ever dealt with anything like this. There's no book that tells you how to deal with it. Um, and it's constantly changing. Uh, this has been very difficult. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Fault to maneuver since last March. In that, I know that the question was was asked uh, earlier today about, uh, and John just asked it a, a moment ago, but Coach, when the start date was decided upon and having to, to navigate eight games in eight weeks, it left no buffer. Um, can can that still be – can that change? Uh, I just kind of got the feeling when, on one of your previous answers that maybe that wouldn't be done, that there's still a chance that you could buffer that. Is, is that possible to get another week in there somehow? Well, Mike, we're, we're tied up. Where we're set up, we, we finish our season and, and have our championship week. And then I think the uh, – you know, the CFP is selected right after yeah. that. You know, so uh, if you want to be involved in the CFP, you have to be have your season completed by then. Yeah. It, it just doesn't leave any any wiggle room, and and uh, none of this is uh, can, can be controlled. And, and uh, you know, I, shoot. Uh, and the questions never get easy because there really aren't any answers. So even in the Zoom press conference that you did earlier today um, – most of them, there's just there's so much unknown as you deal with tomorrow and the day after that, or even a couple hours from now that you just don't know. But from a testing standpoint, has it changed a little bit what you're doing within the program daily? We've had uh, a number of antigen tests that that have not been accurate, so we've we've implemented uh, another test. It's more accurate. So we're, we're testing our guy, giving two different types of tests. You know, we we want to be we want to be accurate. We don't want false positives, and, and worse than that, we don't want false negatives. And we've been getting those and catching them uh, on the GSR tests. Uh, Barry, what has this last you know week going back to the the first news of of the COVID cases? What has it been like for you? Just uh, you know, trying to emotionally, I guess, trying to. To, to cover all your bases and in, in close you know work with the program, what's it been like for you just to try to handle all of this news? Well, you hold your breath every morning before you mm-hmm. get your, you know, before you get the results from the night to test the, the the day before. You know, you hope that you got your arms around it, and then you know it's it's either uplifting or it's uh, 
it's a gut punch on the results. So, um, you know, and you're pulling so hard for the kids and the coaches. Um, this this whole it's been a roller coaster ride because it's constantly changing. This whole COVID thing, from tests to to uh, you know positives to quarantining, this whole thing has been really difficult to maneuver. Barry, correct me if I'm wrong here, but through Big Ten protocols, uh, the program, Wisconsin's program, has not been in the red-red status, correct, yet? No, that's correct. If that's the case, then the the question begs to be asked and answered, why have there been two cancellations if, by league protocol, you haven't been in a position where you were forced to? Well, put us in a position where we, we can make a decision that, it was at a high, higher risk area. We had enough people that had tested uh, within the program that that's our decision. That uh, we we just you have to control, or it's just going to keep getting worse, and you're not going to play for sure as the season goes on. This gives us a chance to play and and get our guys healthy and get you know uh, make sure that we're playing on with a clean field and practicing on a clean field. And has that been uh, those decisions throughout the league? Have they been not applauded? That wouldn't be the right word, but accepted by the other athletic directors, including the two that have not had their teams play against you the last two weeks. Yeah, they're not. You know, they want to play too. Yeah, they're not about it, but they're they're understanding. None of you know, and I don't. I don't want any of them to go through what we're going through. I hope none of them do. Um, unfortunately, we have to deal with it. And we're trying to do it as best we can. And, and I'll, I'll leave you with this. I know that um, that this question was asked of you earlier by Todd Molesky in the Zoom press conference, but uh, Wisconsin basketball will get underway here in about three weeks. Hockey is ready to go. Um, have this impacted their programs at all? No, they haven't had, uh, as far as I know, uh, basketball has been clean, haven't had any issues. Hey, right. uh, Barry, real quick before we let you go, because I, I know we'd love to be talking football, but I, I do want to get your thoughts. I, I'd love to get your thoughts on how you thought Graham Mertz looked in week one. Well, that's that's a layup question. <laughs> <laughs> Give you a layup on the way out the door, Coach. Yeah, he uh, – you know what? Anybody that watched him, Archie Manning uh, sent me a text, and I got to know Archie very well over the years and and uh he wrote me congratulated me he said quarterback look you know i said what'd you think of our young qb he said what the hell happened on that one incompletion <laughs> <laughs> i just thought how he managed the game the confidence that he showed how he uh it seemed like he was having fun out there the, the rest of the offense was was responding to him he knew where he wanted to go with the ball he's decisive really threw a nice ball. Uh, I was really impressed. Everyone was impressed. Well, I hope the rest of the time, uh, the other times that we get a chance to visit this year, we're talking about stuff like that as opposed to this. Uh, Barry, I wish you all the best uh, as we roll forward each day when you hold your breath in the morning that uh, the, the results are better. We're all hoping for the same thing and appreciate you spending a little time with us. You bet, Mike. Let's, let's talk about football for you the rest of the year. Yeah, you bet. Okay. All right, Barry, thank you. 
Barry Alvarez, Wisconsin's athletic director, talking about that concept. Think of that uh, on that front with uh, Paul Christ and Barry Alvarez each day, each morning, waiting for those test results to come back in. And always, you know, of the mindset, hoping that the numbers are going to be better, and they just have not been. No, and I thought, too, at the beginning, you asked him about how everyone is, is doing, and he said, you know, basically everyone's been okay except – uh, most have been asymptomatic, he said, but um, there have been a couple of people sent to the hospital as precaution, too. And I thought yeah, that was interesting. I didn't, yeah, with yeah. fever. Yeah, I didn't hear that before. Uh, okay, so an NFL trade deadline update. It has come and gone, and the Packers did not make a deal. Albert Breer tweeting out moments ago that the Packers and Texans did discuss a trade for wide receiver Will Fuller. I'm told, Albert Breer saying this, Uh, that Green Bay wanted Houston to take on some of the money and the sides couldn't agree on draft pick compensation. So there was a financial component. Green Bay wanted Houston to absorb more of the cost and they also couldn't agree on the draft pick compensation. So that was that. Yeah, I was going to say Ian Rappaport basically said the same thing, that Fuller won't be traded, that the Texans and Packers couldn't agree on value. But that a little bit more detail from Breer. Um, I, I guess I feel that's, Fine. I don't know. If you add Will Fuller, do you all of a sudden say, well, watch out, Kansas City? You know, I I don't know what that does because the defense still has to stop the opposition, right? Still have to stop Brady. Still have to stop Dalvin Cook. Certainly, but I do think that Will Fuller in a Packers uniform would have been absolutely their number two receiver. Yeah, for sure. He would have been Uh, the number two. He's a step up from what Lazard was just because of athleticism. Lazard is, I, I think, Aaron Rodgers really likes Alan Lazard because he's going to be where he's supposed to be, and he's got very good hands, and he trusts him. Will Fuller is he's a, he is a very good receiver, and I think it would have changed the dynamic, but there's always more to it than this isn't a fantasy football trade where you get two guys and, oh, yeah, I want your guy. You want my guy? Good. Okay, done. Uh, it, there's there's a lot of components to this and a lot of moving parts. One is draft compensation, and the other one was – the contract football doesn't do a whole lot of rentals and green Bay wasn't in a position apparently to give up, let's say a third round draft choice for will fuller to play for the Packers for nine games or eight games or seven games and the playoffs and then be a free agent that they can't afford to resign. Right? So that's the view, at least from the outside looking in much easier to do in baseball where you can do rentals and you just say, okay, uh, Mr. Owner, we're going to break the bank a little bit on this, but it might be worth it, and can, then we'll move on. Can I throw in a quick basketball note? Because I know we got Patrikas, so we're going to get back to the NFL. Did you see the Giannis stuff right now? Are you watching this? Uh, I Apparently not. All right, so this is according to a reporter, Ashley Nicole, who works in Miami. She says, per sources, the Warriors have prepared a very intriguing package for the Bucks. In the pursuit of Giannis, the package includes Andrew Wiggins. However, Giannis is not prepared to sign a long-term deal. She goes on to tweet, adding to this, Giannis splits his offseason between Greece and Miami. Per sources, he's prepared to sign a long-term deal in Miami. The Bucks are not willing to end up with nothing by letting him hit free agency in 2021. A deal is expected before then. That's what she's saying. Okay, I'm going to have to have you do that again. Okay, so she also added that Tyler Hero is not untouchable in a trade. Now, once again, this is not Woj, right? So I, I think it's very important not to freak out over a report like this. Who put this out there? 
This is by someone named Ashley Nicole. Ashley Nicole, uh, bringing up her Ashley Twitter. Nicole Black. Sports television radio host on iHeartRadio, uh, the Greek oh. Zone. Yeah. Okay. So she's a, I don't know, but she's tweeting about the NBA. Okay. No, I have not seen that, uh, but a, you know, we were doing an interview. I don't know if you were aware. Um, so, no, I did not see that. Hmm. So I, All right. This could be nothing. Uh, yeah, yeah, my my guess is is that that's exactly what it is. But she uh, says um, she people are calling her out like, "What are your credentials?" She says uh, graduated uh, with degree in journalism, worked okay. in sports in twenty two <laughs> since you know NBC six, Fox Sports. Yeah, blah 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 blah. All right, um, let's visit with Jeff Patrikas, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, JS Online. Uh, Jeff Patrikas will join us. We'll react to the day's news out of the University of Wisconsin, Camp Randall Stadium, and the Badger football program. We'll get to all of that. Oh, We'll cover some ground with Jeff Patrikas, if indeed he answers our phone call. And we'll find that out next as we continue on the Mike Heller Show, presented by White Claw Heart Seltzer. On Fox Sports 1070 and the iHeartRadio app. So in our voting day special, vote Wisconsin, your favorite best Wisconsin pro athlete or coach of all time. Pro athlete, coach, or coach of all time. Top two vote getters in the 3 o'clock, 2 o'clock bracket rather, were Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Eh, big shocker there. Uh, the candidates in this hour, Bart Starr, Hank Aaron, Giannis Adetokounmpo, and Vince Lombardi. 270 votes in with uh, 32 minutes left, and the voting is tight. Hank Aaron, 35% of the vote. Next, Lombardi, 24%. Giannis, 21%. And Bart Starr, 21% as well. Tight. Uh, That music you heard brings in Jeff Patrikas, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, JS Online. Jeff. Thank you. We appreciate it. Last week we were abbreviated in this conversation. Uh, this week it's the same news, but a little bit different timeline on when it released on Tuesday. What's your make of where Wisconsin football is now having to cancel their second game uh, consecutively? Well, I mean, you know, I heard, I, we, obviously we talked to Barry on the Zoom, and I heard him talk to you, and he made it clear that they were, optimistic slash hopeful, hopeful slash optimistic that they'd get this game in. I know that players felt the same way and the testing numbers came back and said no. Um, and I, I, I think despite the frustration of some fans and I think they should be at least given credit for erring on the side of caution. I have no problem with that. Does it help them in the quest for a big 10 championship? No. Um, it leaves them, you know, which we wrote this morning, actually, the story was pulled on our side yesterday, that the eight weeks in eight games in eight weeks, that decision left any team in a precarious situation. If you had a situation like this and Wisconsin, unfortunately for UW fans, is the first school to experience that in the big 10. Well, now, and, and Jeff with two strikes, um, 
some of it's in their control, but I mean, no, nobody's in control, right, on this virus. Nobody's been uh, in any walk of life since we began the process. But now with two strikes, you know, one bad situation at Iowa or Minnesota or anybody remaining on the schedule and they're out of play because they're – although maybe you leave open some wiggle room, there isn't any, right? Well, the only wiggle room in the current protocols would be if you have a rash of cancellations and the average number of games played by the teams falls below six. Yeah. And right right now that's not the case because Wisconsin is the, the team with the most, and that would be two. Yeah, and I, I saw it was interesting if you just kind of play this out. I'll give you a hypothetical. If Northwestern went 7-1 and one, and Wisconsin went 5-1 and one, but beat Northwestern head-to-head, Wisconsin gets in, right? I have not looked at the tiebreakers that will be put into play. Maybe, possibly, could be in December on, Jan- on November third. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> I haven't I, gone down that road yet. <laughs> yeah, I saw somebody. I saw somebody in the college football uh, media world that tweeted that out earlier today uh, from a trustworthy uh, source. Yeah, let me, it's, let, it's November. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, I get you. <laughs> um, it, you know, some people are going to quibble about them about the university not being in a red red. Big Ten protocol status either last week or this, but still not playing. How would you view that? Well, I, like I said, I, I I have no problem with them. I can't criticize them for erring on the side of caution. Um, and quite frankly, because it's Purdue, I don't expect that my timeline on Twitter will be inundated with Purdue fans carrying <laughs> right. torches and pitchforks <laughs> like last week involving Nebraska, saying that uh, Wisconsin's ducking Purdue. This is unacceptable. It should be a forfeit. Okay. I don't expect that to happen. I think most people... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Are reasonable about this. And I also think most people expected, whether it's Wisconsin or any other Big Ten team, to have issues considering the fact that when Wisconsin first canceled the Nebraska game, we were up to close to 40 games involving SBS teams, FBS teams that had been postponed or canceled. The reason there's a huge difference in perception between the Big Ten and, let's say, the SEC is Florida, two games postponed, both rescheduled, one they just played last week against Missouri. Wisconsin, two games canceled, no wiggle room, and that's on the league for setting it up the way it did. Well, and that's the revisionist, and it's not even revisionist, it was in real time. It's not second-guessing, it was first-guessing. When they initially were going to bring it back, the target date that uh, a lot of a lot of reporting was being done on was October 17th, that weekend of the 17th. Do you, do you have a better understanding as to why that didn't happen, why it ended up being the 24th instead? Well, there's two things. I would go back even further, and this is what we wrote. 
you, you it rather than pause. First of all, your first schedule came out September third as a starting day. Why? Yeah. You know when they when that, when they announced that schedule, they said, you know, we've got outbreaks, we've got to deal with, and we're very concerned about this, but we're going to try to start right away in September. You, you could have started later, and then you tout your flexibility, and you don't take advantage of it when you cancel the season. If they would have paused initially instead of canceling, let guys keep practicing, waiting for rapid testing, they could have started probably the first week in October rather than October 23rd and 24th. Then you can build in buffers, you know, options, just like the SEC had. So, But they didn't. And then you go from the 17th to the 24th, it's my understanding that the coaches wanted the 17th. That was the, to all the talk they had. But beyond them, Chancellor's president said, you know what, let's just wait a week you know, for safety measures, et cetera. But weighing the risk and reward, I don't know what you gain by waiting a week if that's more than you lose by giving yourself no flexibility. Jeff, when we just visited with Barry, he said that they have now moved to daily antigen and PCR testing. What's your, what have you heard on that front? Uh, the PCR is more reliable, and Barry was concerned that they were getting both false positives and false negatives. Well, the false, the false negative, negative was involving the biggest one was involving Paul. He talked about this last week. He said, and this is what happened with Nebraska. As of Tuesday morning, both sides, Nebraska and Wisconsin, because they were keeping in touch with each other, were confident the game would be played. Paul tested negative with the antigen test in the morning. He tested positive with the PCR, PCR test in the afternoon. So that's when everything changed because that's when I got a note that afternoon from someone saying, wow, <laughs> right. big issue, numbers, we got problems. So, yeah, that's why. And there was, if you look at the, and, and here's one thing, kind of get off the track a little bit. The NFL, they've got a couple cases now where guys tested but didn't get the results back till after the game. I don't understand that at all. I mean, it's one thing well, to have a false negative, but yeah. if you if you're, you should have the test result before you take the field. Well, and we saw that in Game 6 of the World Series, depending on what you believe, that Justin Turner and the Dodgers weren't made aware of that positive test until during the game, and he was removed in the seventh inning. And you certainly... Yeah, the, the Wisconsin situation reminds me a little bit of the early baseball season. Remember right. when the Marlins and the Cardinals had so many issues? Yep. Except you had a 60-game season, you had a lot of time to try to make things up. That's when you leave yourself, when you put yourself in a box right from the beginning and you don't give yourself any flexibility, these are the problems you open yourself up to. Yeah, and, and now they're, they're sitting on the, the edge of, uh, because they can't play doubleheaders, they're sitting on the edge of, of elimination um, from a conference championship scenario. And, Jeff, this, the next question is, is about the other sports, and Barry was asked it both at, in his noon presser and when he just joined us, but they've been fairly clean from a hockey basketball standpoint. You haven't heard anything different. No, but here's the thing about that. I mean, do I hope, you know, I'll, I'll be covering the men's basketball team for our paper. Do I hope that they can get the season up and running on time? Do I hope that they can get a full season in? Absolutely, absolutely. Do I expect them, to, the Big Ten, to go through without disruptions? No, not a chance. I mean, nothing we've seen to date, Big Ten, outside the Big Ten, pick your sport, unless you actually put them in a bubble. Nothing we've seen has, has led anybody to say with confidence they're not going to have any issues this season. It's just there's no evidence to support that. 
and, and then on the way out the door, can you answer Rob Hernandez's question? Is this a Taco Tuesday? Will there be tacos today? Actually, it was a Taco Monday yesterday because that's what oh. I felt like getting from my mom. You can be see, unlike certain entities, <laughs> I'm more flexible. I have flexibility. I can adapt. All right. Um, thank you, Jeff. All right, guys. Have a good day. Jeff Patricus of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel JS Online. Uh, he gets to avoid me for another Saturday. He's not on the you know, where there will be no network pregame show. So Jeff Patricus has dodged a second interview with me for two straight weeks. Why can't he have tacos two days? I don't know. In the week? Like that's a great follow up. It's election day. It's a Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Uh, by the way, on election day, vote Wisconsin, your favorite best Wisconsin pro athlete or coach of all time. Top two vote getters in this hour, 27 minutes left in this voting, will advance to take on Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre in the championship round beginning at 4 o'clock. Right now, Hank Aaron leads this hour's voting, followed by Vince Lombardi, and then Giannis and Bart Starr are even essentially at 20% of the vote. So right now it would be Hank Aaron and Vince Lombardi advancing onto the finals. But you can vote on that for another 26 minutes or so, and we'll keep you updated on what's going on there. All right. Um, dang, so much to get to. Uh, the Stone Innovations Talk and Text Line is open. Let's jump in on some of that conversation as well. Packers do not make a deal. What do you think about that? We'll get to it next. This is the Mike Keller Show presented by White Claw Heart Seltzer. On Fox Sports 1070 and the iHeartRadio app. You don't All right, let's jump into the Stone Innovations Talk and text line, 877-729-1070. got a bunch of texts to get through, but you can also call us. That's how that works, 877-729-1070. Mailman Jeff says, if the Badgers can't even start practicing until next Wednesday, how do you feel they'll fare against Michigan three days later? Um, Yeah, I I don't know. (laughs) And what is that timeline, by the way, now? Yeah, we don't know that either. Yeah, so, I don't know uh, if it's technically next Wednesday. Yeah, there are a bunch of unknowns on that, so I, I don't know. Um, Dave uh, taking a run at me. Uh, amazing, that clown not going after the University of Wisconsin. These players who deliberately ignored team rules should be suspended, kicked out of school. Um, yeah, I I mean, do we, do we know that players, that this is on, like they went to a COVID party? Uh, I don't know – Dave, that we know, and I do believe that the question was asked in the Zoom conference earlier today, um, and they haven't, the university says, and Barry Alvarez says that they haven't been able to figure out where the ground zero is on this. Um, And no, I don't think they're kicking somebody out of school. I don't know what they would do if it was, I mean, somebody didn't do something deliberately, I guess. Uh, that we're aware of, and no, I didn't ask the question, so uh, there you go. Um, Vincent said good questions for Alvarez. Uh, Jay in Sun Prairie says the Packers are pathetic in the front office. Well, wait, why? Because they didn't for get not Will making Fuller? a deal. For not making a deal, and and listen, uh, okay, so here's l- let me jump into that conversation. Isn't it interesting? <laughs> and I don't know if he did this on purpose, but there was a uh, there was a 
presser, obviously, today um, for the opposing coaches, right? So uh, Kyle Shanahan was on with Green Bay, Wisconsin media today. And Kyle Shanahan, in that conference call, said that they he doesn't know that they would have made the Super Bowl last year without the in-season trade for Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> now, listen, um, Shanahan and Lafleur are pals. So, all right. So I'm always I'm always thinking, okay, what would precipitate that? He doesn't have to answer the question. Emmanuel Sanders isn't even on that roster anymore. Um, but he was a year ago. So, and I don't know how often coaches communicate, but if uh, Lafleur had just sent a note saying, damn, our front office, I wish we could have gotten a guy today. And then, you know, maybe I'm reading too much into it, right? Too many movies, whatever. But Kyle Shanahan says on a conference call that he doesn't believe the 49ers would have reached the Super Bowl last year without the in-season trade for Emmanuel Sanders. We've got plenty of the examples, and they're all mainly from different sports, but there's Shanahan with one. But we can certainly go back to CC Sabathia and other in-season trades that teams that we follow have made that have helped to put them over the top. Uh, okay, so, I mean, I don't even want to include CC Sabathia. That's different. Uh-oh. That's different. That's a, that's a pitcher... Uh, you know, dominating the game. Will Fuller isn't going to go back and dominate a game, right? At least I don't think so. Not the way a, a CC Sabathia could do okay, on the baseball right. field. No, but, I wasn't comparing. No, I'm, I know, just I know. Saying, I'm just saying we, we follow teams that have made right. in-season trades that have been the catalyst. Uh, Andrew Brandt tweeted this. I know Packer fans are frustrated, but that was not an easy trade to make. Um, hold on a second. I think this is talking about the Will Fuller stuff. You know, the team loves its draft picks, especially facing a cap diminution next year. They weren't going to give up a decent pick for a player hitting free agency in three months. Yeah, I get it. Um, and and here's my bigger question. I mean, obviously, we don't know the answer to this. You talked about what uh, Shanahan said for the 49ers. But I I don't know. Like, listen, would I have liked Will Fuller on the team? Would, have it, helped the te- would it have helped the team? Yeah, it would have helped the team. But to what level? To go back and, and like... Give the gif of you know someone slapping their head or to call out the Packers for blah blah blah. Like, is Will Fuller taking you to a Super Bowl? Uh, did people think that Emmanuel Sanders would put the Forty yeah, I mean, Nineers over there? I I, I, I would know, I would argue I, this, John, I without looking at the stats, but I think Emmanuel Sanders and Will Fuller are kind of the same guy. I mean, are we saying that the big key for the Forty ers last year? I know what that's that's what the coach says. Is it was that was Emmanuel Sanders and nothing to do with the defense? Helping there and nothing to do with Mostert against the Packers. Nothing to do with it. He said that. What did he say? He's here. Here's what he said. I don't think we would have made the Super Bowl a year ago without that in-season acquisition of Emmanuel Sanders. Now that's the coach saying it. I get John. it. I mean, I, I get that's it. not somebody opining. That's the coach. No, saying I get it. it, and that's why I'm saying it's hard to to argue against the coach, right? I I just find it hard to believe that. I don't know, their defense didn't have a lot to do with why they got to the Super Bowl, you know, or Mostert against the Packers. I, I don't and, think and, anybody's and, arguing that, John. I know, but I'm, I'm just saying, so you think Will Fuller would have put the Packers over the top? And I also didn't That's say that, line. John. So what are you saying? I'm saying, oh, okay. This it sounds like a, you're arguing against me. 
I am kind of arguing so against what you. Are you you're, saying? You're, because you're saying essentially <laughs> when Shanahan says that in that presser today that, well, I don't think he's right. It was the defense and it was most. It's the coach saying it. Okay, let's forget about so the 49ers. I'm, so I'm 49ers telling you, have nothing this, to do with this Will is, Fuller. This is what I think. Forget about the 49ers. John, Tell me this, what you think. Okay, this is what I think. I think that an addition of a guy like Will Fuller would have made the Packers far more dangerous in outscoring the opponent, which it appears is what they're going to have to do. He would have immediately been their second-best receiver. There's a gap between Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard. And Will Fuller would have been in the middle of that gap. He is an upgrade. I don't know how significant, but certainly an upgrade from Alan Lazard. I agree. He's That's an upgrade. a game changer if you recognize that our defense is going to give up some points. So we're going to have to outscore people. And this is a way we add a weapon that makes it really hard on the defense to say, we got to worry about Aaron Jones and we got to worry about Jay Sternberger and Robert Tunyon and we got to worry about Will Fuller. Oh, and Devontae Adams. Yeah, John. It adds another uh, another arrow in your quiver that's a better arrow than the other arrows you have right now. I get that it would have helped the team. I'm just saying that the way you look at it on social media, it's like, well, the Super Bowl chances are done because Will Fuller's uh, not I on the team. And it, <laughs> is Will Fuller going to help block the defensive line of Tampa Bay when they sack Aaron Rodgers? Was Will Fuller going to help change the momentum when the Packers could absolutely not get it back against that team. I I don't know. I don't know if Will Fuller, in my bottom line, is I don't know if Will Fuller's a difference maker. Is he a better option than they have now? Well, sure. A lot of guys would be a better option, but just because you get a second wide receiver doesn't all of a sudden mean everything's different and watch out, here we come. That's all I, I'm I, saying. I, I don't. Uh, who is who are you arguing with? We're we're both saying the same thing, John Audius. I said Will Fuller makes you better on a team that your defense is going to be what it is. You have to have as many weapons as you can to outscore your opponent, and he's easily their second best receiver if you make the acquisition. So are you disappointed? But what you're saying to me, John, is. He's not the guy that's going to push you over. That's what I hear you saying. Right. You you telling me he's going to he's going to put you over the top? I'm telling you, I don't know if he is, but I'm willing to take a swing. So you think that's the Packers messed up today? I I'm saying to you John Audius that people who follow the Green Bay Packers are tired of the mantra that says that was too much to give up. Holy man. You know what? At the times when they had to go get somebody, when they were in Super Bowl runs, they actually got them. When Andre Risen joined Brett Favre on that team, he caught a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl, and he helped put them over the top. Keith Jackson was acquired. They went and got some guys. I think people are tired, especially in the waning years of Brett Favre and now the waning years of Aaron Rodgers, that the team... I think they're looking at the bigger picture, John, not this ex- With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill exact moment but the team has been unwilling to do this move unwilling to go get your guy Randy Moss unwilling to go get this player at this time that helps to make a difference. Well, I agree with the I'm Moss. I'm not comparing Fuller to Moss. Right. The Moss thing was a fourth-round pick, and I don't know what – was it a second-round pick for Fuller? Plus, you get him for three months, and maybe they don't take as much as the salary on, and now you've got a different salary cap next year, too. I guess there's just a lot of circumstances sure. that weren't around in 19. And we, and we don't know all those, but right. I guess if you're asking what my ultimate point is, Will Fuller would have made the Packers better. At what cost? I don't know. None of us know what that cost was. And what it would really be, you know, if you can't re-sign him or if, if there was no chance to re-sign him. I don't know what that cost is, but I'm telling you from a fan perspective, sometimes the fan just wants you to say, we're going for it. So how about you as a Packers fan? Are you upset? I'm disappointed that they didn't go get somebody. Yep. I'm disappointed that they couldn't find the means and maybe there just wasn't anybody there defensively. And I'm disappointed that they didn't add somebody. Yeah, I'm disappointed. That's that's a simple equation. Do I think that, that this decision, when we talk about it on January 25th, is the lack of a trade deadline acquisition the key in not getting to a Super Bowl? I don't know. I don't know how this is going to play. I do know that Will Fuller would have easily been their second best wide receiver, and it makes that offense so much more dangerous to have a second best wide receiver, somebody that the defense really has to has to account for. Alan Lazard isn't going to scare a defense. Equinemius St. Brown doesn't scare the defense. Valdez Scantling doesn't scare the defense other than you got to run with him. But there's a fair chance he's going to drop it. These guys don't scare, but Will Fuller makes a defensive coordinator go, and we've got to account for Will Fuller. So, yeah, would have made him better. But that doesn't mean they should have made the deal, but I can see why you'd want for them to have made the deal. Yeah, I mean, I think we agree. I'm just more on the side of, because we both think, obviously, he's better than the second wide receiver they have now, right? Uh, yes, that's pretty obvious. It is. I, I obvious. would. I would think for the most part. Although I think I, Devin I really Funches thought, would have been the <laughs> better than the second wide receiver you have right now too. Although I really think if a healthy Alan Lazard, you're going to start to really like him. I, I thought he merged last year. I thought he had yeah. a big breakout game. I we think agree. we might. I think we might be underselling Lazard a little bit too in this I, conversation. I agree, but I'm telling. I don't think there's many personnel guys out there. Although I, we haven't asked any. That would say that Lazard is every bit of Fuller. Fuller's no, a former first-round draft choice doesn't you know, have three the, years ago. Well, Lazard doesn't have the the amount of time put in as far as— He doesn't I, have I, the same athleticism either. Well, we'll see how the numbers Fuller's, look. F- we can Fuller's look at, a first-round draft choice, John. I know. I see, I'm just saying we'll see how the numbers look. I'm not saying Alan Lazard is better than Will Fuller. I think we're undervaluing Alan Lazard right now because we haven't really seen a lot of him. 
lately. That's all I'm saying, Mike. I'm not saying Will Fuller's better. I can't believe you you're saying, saying that. Stop saying that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my, I guess my bottom line is... Uh, still like, not like, sponsored. Like, I understand... Yeah, it's still not sponsored yet. I understand that he's the better option right now, but overall, I don't know how that helps you beat the Buccaneers. I don't know. I don't know. Understand what you don't see there. Because Aaron if, Rodgers if you have another, was under pressure. If you have another weapon long. and a super quick guy off the line of scrimmage that can beat press man coverage when a blitz is coming, uh, it, that makes you better. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what. What? The gap what was the disconnect so, here. The gap was so big. I don't know if Will Fuller makes up that gap. That's what I'm saying, Howie. The gap was Rogers, so big. Rogers forced throws to Devontae Adams in that game because he didn't trust that he had a second receiver. If he has oh, a did, Fuller, oh, I'm sorry. A you were inside receiver. Aaron Rogers' mind, and you knew that he didn't trust his wide receivers. Interesting. What else do you know about Aaron Rogers that none of us else know? Oh, Mike? really? You didn't watch oh, the game I'm glad you just that? make that assumption. Okay. That's a great assumption to make. How do you? Uh, how, it's, hey. You know what it is, John? Hey. It's an accurate assumption. I, I how about an that? NFL how about coach, that being an you accurate just made assumption? Up what you thought somebody how, was how about thinking? the number two receiver in that game? Alan Lazard up. was on the injured list. Making stuff up. Oh, oh, I'm wrong on that. I'm wrong that he didn't trust somebody beyond Devontae Adams. And the guys that we're talking about are who? John. I don't know who he trusts. Shepard. Or who he doesn't trust, Mike. Malik Taylor. MVS. I don't know who he trusts. Oh, make I see. a statement like that okay. is just you pure yeah, speculating. I'm totally irresponsible right a there, aren't I? A little bit. A little oh, bit, yeah. Oh, man. You a and I, I am on a uh, – we're, we're, right. we're, we're going to the that. mat on this one. Glad you saw that. I'm going to make up stuff about players next Ooh. hour. Just assume that that's correct. Hey, uh, voting is uh, – it's in its final moments. Vote Wisconsin your favorite, best Wisconsin pro athlete or coach of all time. The top two vote-getters with one minute left. It's going to be Hank Aaron and Vince Lombardi advancing on to take on Rodgers and Favre. Now, there's not a team, but these are the four finalists that we'll, I'm going to put up as a Twitter poll here in a moment. Rodgers, Favre, Henry Aaron, Vince Lombardi. Who is your favorite slash best Wisconsin pro athlete or coach of all time? That voting will happen in moments and we'll update throughout the 4 o'clock hour on the Mike Heller Show, presented by White Claw Heart Seltzer. Fox Sports 1070 and the iHeartRadio app. This is the Mike Heller Show. Brought to you by White Claw Heart Seltzer. Made pure. Everyone loves White Claws. Call or text the show at 1-877-729-1070. Send a tweet at Heller Sports. Alongside John Adias, here's Mike Heller. So we begin our third final hour of the program. I, I want to make something clear on our uh, knockdown, dragout, vicious fight at the end of hour number two that John and I were having about Will Fuller and the Packers uh, not making a deal at the trade deadline. Uh, two points I want to make. One, uh, that John was wrong. Uh, n- number two, the other point I want to make is that I'm not saying that the Packers needed to make the deal because none of us know what the negotiation was. 
And if it was out of bounds, I mean, if a car is worth ten grand and the dealer says, I'll sell it to you for twelve, and you say, we'll buy it for nine, and the guy says, I'm not going to come off at twelve, you don't buy the car. I mean, if the negotiation doesn't work, if it's upside down, you don't do it. That is not the point that I don't think either one of us is arguing. My argument would simply be, does Will Fuller make you better? And the uh, the simple answer is yes. And I want to do everything I can to make our team better. If the deal's upside down, if the ask is too great for the return, if the juice is not worth the squeeze, then don't do it. But don't tell me that the juice that you would be getting is not as good as the juice you've got. They wouldn't talk to Houston in the first place if they didn't think that Will Fuller brings back more than what they have, even with the return of Alan Lazard. And I get it that they're, that the difference maker in Green Bay would be much better if it was a J.J. Watt or a C.J. Watt or a Khalil Mack. Those items are not available. Green Bay is not going to find that pot of gold at the end of their defensive rainbow right now. They are who they are there. They could have gotten better at the receiver position. That's my only argument. Not that they should have, because none of us know. We aren't, we're not in the room as to what the ask was. I'm just telling you, Will Fuller would have been their second-best receiver, and yes, that makes them more dangerous in a shootout with Seattle, in a shootout with New Orleans, in a shootout with Tampa, if you have another receiver that's better than your number two right now. That's the point. Uh, thank you. Uh, may I have my two minutes? Uh, you have two minutes uninterrupted. Uh, I can't promise I that. I can mute the mic. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm overreacting to what I see on social media, but I, I, I get the sense that a lot of Packers fans are frustrated, thought this could have put helped put them over the top, that Will Fuller is an elite wide receiver. Blah. Listen, Will Fuller has never played 16 games in a season. Will Fuller has never had a 1,000 yards receiving. Now, I'm not saying that he's not good. I'm just saying... It, it's not as if you're trading for Randy Moss in a fourth-round pick. The second thing, I think we both respect Tom Silverstein, 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 Spoon. Uh, I respect him more than you because uh, I say his name properly, Tom Silverstein. Silverstein. I know. It's just my thing I say about him, and I honestly sometimes do forget it. But uh, he had, quote, tweeted Andrew Brandt, that one Andrew Brandt uh, tweet in which he talks about Packers fans frustrated, and he talks about the cap next year. Uh, and about a rental with Will Fuller on an expiring contract. Silverstein says, uh, not if it risks losing David Bakhtiari and Aaron Jones. They're a different team without those two, and the acquisition of Fuller would have wiped out most of the cap space needed to re-sign both. Now, if they ended up letting both go, then it was a mistake not to go for it. So he's, he's talking about the long-term ramifications as far as the salary cap and it's shrinking with COVID and everything else. And all I'm saying is, do I think Will Fuller is better than the next option, Alan Lazard? Yes, right now. Although I do think we are underselling Alan Lazard. I think he's really good. Um, but is he better than Lazard right now? And would it add more depth? Absolutely it would have. But to think that all of a sudden that helps the run defense, like I guess you can kind of make the case like the offense could be on the field longer. I don't know. Is it going to help them score more points per game? They're already third in the NFL in scoring. I don't know how much more that helps you as far as beating a team. Because we've seen the Packers have flaws against good defensive teams, beating a good defensive team in the playoffs. John, if you're if you're better, you're better. 
Right, but if, that, if you but, make an acquisition that makes you better on offense, you're better. But right? Will Fuller doesn't stop Delvin Cook from scoring four touchdowns. Nobody who who's right? arguing that. Uh, well, that's the point. The point is, but but if does Will Fuller still, allow you to maybe score a fifth touchdown when Dalvin Cook scores four? Maybe yes, maybe that's the point. Right, but I just don't think Will Fuller is the guy that all of a sudden you add Will Fuller and now watch out. Um, Seattle, Tampa, New Orleans, and that's where I, that's where you uh, and I would City, disagree. Baltimore, I, Pittsburgh, I, I w- Titans, okay, Cardinals, you Ravens. All the teams? No, I'm just listing all the good teams. Okay, so you're saying Will Fuller doesn't make your offense better? I never said that. You just well, said that. that you just did. No, I didn't. You, you said, I said he's it, a better. Does it give you a better oh, chance to okay, beat no, these no, no, teams? No, yes, no, it right. does. I, I guess what I'm saying by is, definition, yes, it does give you a better chance to beat all of those teams you just listed. Well, you think it does? That's the deal, Mike. That's you, the only reason you go get somebody. Well, of course, John. and they didn't get him, did they? Now that's right. probably and due my, to compensation or what they were trying to and my, my get back. Point is I'm not saying that they should have, but don't argue that it wouldn't have made them better. I don't know if it makes them better against. I don't know if they beat Tampa. Because they have Wolf Fuller. That's my point. Well, holy cow. If if that's your if that's the mindset, then obviously you are a Vikings fan because you just say, <laughs> we can't beat them, so can't why would I go trade for somebody? Well, if you trade for somebody, like Spoon pointed out, you are risking your future teams. You are he risking. He also points out, John, that if you don't re-sign Bakhtiari, then it's a mistake. Bakhtiari yes. and Aaron Jones, and you didn't go get Fuller, then it's a mistake. Yes. Right. And that's something that we're going to find out in the next few months. And I think I'm I'm looking at this from a fan's perspective at some point, but also from I think I have a realistic perspective on it. Fans want them to make the deal. I get it. That's not always going to happen. You're not going to. Fans want to do the irresponsible thing a lot. I'm just all I'm have been arguing in this is that Will Fuller would have made you better, and I'm disappointed that they, that they didn't find a way to get it done. You have to have a trade partner. She's got to be willing to dance. If she says no and is not willing to get out on the dance floor, you can't dance by yourself. And if well, you I mean, get Bakhtiari and weird. Aaron Jones back, are you going to feel the same way? Yeah, John. If they if, if knowing that that could... if you're telling me. That that the that the bottom line answer on this is that this deal wasn't made because of the future ability to sign Jones and Bakhtiari. Okay, I get it. That's the part I'm telling you. We don't know. Right. We're, we're not in the room. We don't know what that is. Well, I'm just I'm I'm just pointing out what Spoon had tweeted out as the scenario, and I, I, I guess. But I also think are you John, willing to we, take we, Fuller for? Th- Ten games or how many games are left? Uh, but I'm also, John, of the mindset that that sometimes you do live in the moment. If I get you it. Only look at the horizon, and you don't capitalize when you have a chance to strike. No, I get it. It gets disappointing. One guy that helps to and here's the, this is the semantics of the argument you're really having with me is that you aren't of the mindset, nor am I specifically. But maybe you're saying. Is Will Fuller the guy that puts you over the top? And I'm saying, I don't know if he is. Kyle Shanahan said that Emmanuel Sanders put them over the top but last year. Love to he find doesn't out, believe that they got there without him. And that's what I would love to find out. Now we're never going to know. Never going to know. How about this? When we find out the reports of what, maybe we never do, of what they were going to do, I'm going to tell my phone know. to remind me. When the NFL draft comes up, who they take with that. This is a long-term deal, by the way. 
And in two or three years, we'll look at that player and say, <laughs> no, you, we'll you're say, not going to tell your phone to remind yep, you. Yep, it will no, see, we'll see a couple things. Did Aaron Jones and Bakhtiari uh, re-sign with the team? And who's that guy that they would have had to given up in the draft? And in three years, we'll look at this again. Yeah. I'll tell my, my phone, remind me in three years about the Will Fuller conversation. <laughs> silly. <sighs> Weren't you supposed to do a What's Up date because here Because there are ramifications. Hey, fellas, what's up? This is What's Up. What's up? What's up? Get what's it. up? Get it. I don't know. Nothing. What's up with you? Here's What's Up. Well, we've already tackled the Will Fuller storyline. Texans and Packers could not agree on oh, value, hold, but there please. was conversation. Hold, hold, hold please. Uh, Jay says we both need to take a timeout. Okay. I mean, how long? How long is a timeout? Uh, uh, all right, start the clock. Let's go 10 seconds. Ready? Go. Okay, go ahead, John. Okay. Uh, where were we? Oh, of course, the big news today is that the Badgers game against Purdue this weekend has been canceled. More positive tests of COVID, Mike. And uh, they're not in the red, red. Um, With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Protocols by the Big Ten, which would uh, trigger an automatic shutdown, Mike. But they once again decided to pull the plug. Now it's strike two of three strikes. You get one more game missed, and you can't compete for the Big Ten championship. Well, this is a—it's not a good hitter's count when you're down two strikes, um, and now—and and you don't control it. You know, you can't even protect the plate if one of your opponents has an un in football program outbreak like Wisconsin has had, from any point forward, your chance to play in a Big Ten title game or more is gone. And that was that was the issue. To me, this is not an issue of, of what has happened at Wisconsin, and, and I don't know if we're going to find out where ground zero was here. And even if we do, is there, are we really going to do that on a casting blame concept? Um, part two to that is is – you you lose that that opportunity. You only get so many bites, and and one is is potentially going away. They don't have any wiggle room. That's back on Big Ten presidents, chancellors, uh, Kevin Warren, the conference commissioner, when they decided to start on October 24th rather than the 17th. That's at some level inexcusable. At some level, it's inexcusable that they went to an eight-game in eight-week formula and didn't give any buffer. That's hard to, to understand. It's hard to excuse that that was the decision that was made. 
Yeah, I mean, this this stinks. It really does because now it's like I've, I've, I've been saying since the first news of this, it's out of your control now. I mean, I would assume that they're going to be able to go against Michigan, um, but you never know how out of control this thing can be. And what I, I also... I mean, there's Barry joined the show. Maybe can we replay maybe a little bit of Barry coming up here? Well, I think we're going to hear him in Fox Sports 1070 tonight in full. But yeah, we we like can a, re, we can uh, bring back a portion of it. Yeah, I think we should rack up a little bit of that. Um, is that there's so many false negatives and false positives that they've they've gone to a different, more what's what's the better testing, the more the, reliable the the, the chain the P- the P- PCR PCR testing. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. That's just that's just hard. How do you deal with that when one day Paul Chris is negative and then the next day he's positive? Like, well, how do you even case, get any, any of this under control? Test, yeah, the antigen test in the morning was negative, and the PCR test he took later in the day was positive. So, yeah, I, man, I, I, I don't know. It, it depends on in this process how confident you've been, whether it's in this athletic department or just in general, how confident you've been in the testing. More questions. Uh, I saw this. It's a Twitter rumor. So just a, you know, disclaimer here. Yeah, and I've seen nothing on it yet, John. No, that's fine. It was only like an hour and a half ago. This is uh, Ashley Nicole, who says she's a sports reporter, works for an iHeart radio station in Miami. Mike says she's graduated with a degree in journalism because people were trying to, you know, attack her for her report. But this is her report. Once again, this is not a woge bomb, so I think we do have to take it. You know, as it is. But she had put out a tweet that the Warriors were putting out an intriguing package for Giannis, right? They included Andrew Wiggins. And that Giannis is not prepared to sign a long-term deal. Then she tweeted that Giannis, she points out, splits his offseason between Greece and Miami. And per sources, he's prepared to sign a long-term deal in Miami. She says the Bucks are not willing to end up with nothing by letting him free, uh, hit free agency. A deal is expected before then. Also said that Tyler Hero is not untouchable, she's being told. So how much stock do you put into a random internet rumor, Mike? Um, I don't I don't put a, a great deal into it. So John. if this is Woj, it'd be like on a scale of one to ten, that's a that's you know, that's a ten. I believe this. Um Yeah, I, I mean I, I don't I don't know how to answer that. Um I don't have a great deal of faith that this is the direction that the Giannis conversation is going, but there's a there's a ton of unknown there until he signs that supermax uh, contract extension with the Bucks. As much as the the things that you hear him say about wanting to stay in Milwaukee, uh, it none of us feel comfortable as Bucks fans until that deal is done. True. Uh, and finally, Mike, how much do you think Russell Wilson spends per year? On trainers and chefs. A personal trainer, a physical who? therapist, a masseuse, and two chefs. Uh, how much who spends on that? Russell Wilson. Um, $200,000 a year. Wilson spends $1 million a year. Dang. On a personal trainer, two chefs, a physical therapist, and a masseuse. He said that on the Bill Simmons podcast, says he invests so much in taking care of his body so he can continue to play football until he's 45. Imagine spending a million dollars on chefs and trainers and masseuses. Well, what is he? Uh, what's, what's his ROI on that? It's pretty high. 
Yeah, he did sign a four-year contract for $140 million. Yeah. Oh, what's the math on that? <laughs> That's 35 a year. Um so he spends one thirty-fifth. Yeah, of his... that's a that's a good that's a good investment in you. That there's a good ROI on that. Spending a million gets you thirty-five back. Yep, that's good. Well, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, so, it's not alone, but right, right. yeah. So that would be the equivalent, Mike, if you made like fifty thousand dollars a year of spending fourteen hundred dollars on personal trainers, physical therapists, masseuse, two chefs. Do you invest that percentage uh, of your income to your body, Mike? Well, if that was, yeah, if, if, if that was my livelihood. Exactly, yes. Yeah, Great point. Your, yeah. If your body is your livelihood, of course you would do that. Body is a wonderland, Mike. Back to you. Uh, thank you, John Mayer. Um, okay. I want to update. Uh, do, do you have a, an update on voting, John? Are you ready for this? Because this is the deal. It all comes down to this. Vote Wisconsin, your favorite slash best Wisconsin pro athlete or coach of all time. Here are the finalists. Aaron Rodgers, Vince Lombardi, Hank Aaron, or Brett Favre. I extended the voting on this. There are seven hours remaining in the voting. This voting will go until midnight. Who's going to win? I'll give you a voting update on that when we come back. Plus, we'll update our Stone Innovations talking text line. And my NFL power rankings are in, John Adius. Yes, they are. All of that coming your way when we come back. This is the Mike Heller Show presented by White Claw Heart Seltzer. On Fox Sports 1070 and the iHeartRadio app. John, so here it is, a voting update for you on the Vote Wisconsin. And I voted at the polls today, and we've got a, we got a bunch of people voting at the Twitter poll today in real time as well. I was in line this morning at uh, 7 a.m. just before, and I was back home by 7.40. Cast that ballot in person, on site, for family members, all at the same voting site today, boom, done in home. That happened. But today is a vote Wisconsin. It's a vote America day. Your favorite, best Wisconsin pro athlete or coach of all time. Here are your finalists, and you voted in two brackets to put these four in the finals. Aaron Rodgers, Vince Lombardi, Hank Aaron, Brett Favre. The voting update right now. Favre, 36% of the vote. He lost in the primary to Aaron Rodgers, but he's winning in the finals right now at 36% of the vote. Aaron Rodgers is number two. Football is king. Lombardi's been gone a long time. He's number three on the voting, and Hank Aaron is number four on the voting. You can vote at Heller Sports, at Mike Heller Show. It's there on Twitter. Go ahead. Give it a run. So who is your favorite? By the way, I don't know if favorite best is the right way to do that. I think it is the right way to do Tell it. Tell me why. Well, because it, this isn't about comparing statistics. This is your favorite, who probably also has to be among the best. 
So I didn't want to just have it be a personality deal, but I also didn't want it just to be about numbers. Mm, okay. Because then Lombardi would you – know, people, how could you argue Lombardi? So it's it's a combination of favorite slash best. You're, I don't want to put the, the restriction, the reins on who you would vote for in this. I would vote for Brett Favre. He is uh, – of the, the players that have come through Wisconsin, I'm talking about the pro level – that I have enjoyed watching the most. Brett Favre is the top of that list. Brett, I, I enjoy, and for lots of different reasons, his, his unmitigated joy for the game was always on display. You saw all of his warts. He had problems. He, was, he had issues. But I think his unbridled enthusiasm, and the facts, people forget, he was an MVP for three consecutive years uh, I mean, to me, Brett Favre was the best, most fun, most enjoyable Wisconsin professional athlete I've watched play. So I thought the voters got it wrong in the first. Listen, I, there's no surprise that it's Rodgers, Favre, Lombardi. You know, three of the four finalists are Green Bay Packers. That's no yeah. surprise to me. I thought Rodgers probably shouldn't get the nod to advance. I would have been, uh, if I could have just picked the winners, I would have picked Favre and Yount in the first hour. And I would have gone with Hank Aaron and probably Lombardi. I would have probably had a hard time leaving Star out of there. But I can see the second hour going the way it did. And then out of all, all of these, I'm with you. I think it's Brett Favre. Not only That's... for just like the demographic of our listeners, right? But also like everything you said that Favre brought to the team, that Favre accomplished, the attitude or the personality rather of Brett Favre that was... You know, everybody in this state just clung on to. I could totally see why it's going to be Brett Favre. I mean, his voting's close. I think it should be Brett Favre. Um, but uh, who would be second on that list? Would you? I think it probably should be either Hank Aaron or Vince Lombardi. Well, yeah, and I think the the problem is is that the vast majority of our listeners and our hosts did not see Aaron play. Right. So, I mean, he, he finishes, I think it was 76. So I did see him play, but not in his prime. I mean, his prime are his years with the Milwaukee Braves. Yeah, we're going really old school. the Atlanta yeah. Braves. So we don't see him. Though there's, there's nothing to argue against Vince Lombardi. That run of success, he puts tiny little Green Bay, Wisconsin, on the forever sports map. Now, you can make cases for each of these the case I would have the most trouble making is for Aaron Rodgers. I know he won a Super Bowl, and I know he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, um, but not nearly as beloved as Star or Favre. And I think his accomplishments on the field, although I think he's been a great quarterback, um, I don't know if those Trump being loved. So I, he's the guy in that group that I have the hardest time making a strong argument for. Um, Sam said on Twitter, I hit the wrong button and con contemplating swerving in oncoming traffic. Sam, that's not fair. Just pull over and pound the steering wheel. But no, he says four is greater than 12, but he must have hit. He must have voted for Aaron Rodgers by mistake. Mm. You only get one vote. You only get you one? multiple Twitter accounts. Oh. I'd be voter fraud, Mike. 
We don't yeah. want that happening. Right. Uh, and he can't send in the absentee ballot and then go vote in person. That doesn't work either. That's also voter fraud. Um, all right. So, and then if we if we cut to the story of the day, the story of the day um, is on two fronts. There was nothing in the NFL at the trade deadline, including for the Green Bay Packers. And, and that doesn't surprise me, but I'm a little bit disappointed. But the story of the day is, is Wisconsin football. They will, again, not play. Yesterday, there were some, some storylines out there that after you asked me, John, because you asked me what my gut feeling was, and I said that they wouldn't play. Mm-hmm. But there were some storylines that were out there later yesterday and even into the overnight hours that led you to believe that there was optimism. That, that when I read those then overnight, I was thinking, well, shoot, they, maybe they are going to play. I think maybe they're going to play. And then this morning, uh, the announcement comes out that they're not. Um, and it's significant in that Wisconsin hasn't reached the red-red status in the Big Ten that forces them to shut down. So both of these decisions, last week's and this, have been made in conjunction with Barry Alvarez and Rebecca Blank at the University of Wisconsin in what you certainly can argue is a very responsible way, but not mandated by the league protocols. And I think that's interesting. And I think the belief is that doing this now, last week and now, gives them a chance. And I believe in their view, had they gone ahead and played last weekend or gone ahead right now and prepared to play this weekend – that they would have been very vulnerable to an even more extreme outbreak of coronavirus on this roster that would have really put them in jeopardy of missing the rest of the season. I think that's the way you have to look at it, is because not only then are more games at stake, but the players and the impact of missing 21 days is at stake. So, for example, in that press release, they said that, uh, university said that five more cases, players and staff, were reported since the 31st. So if you don't voluntarily shut down and not let this thing reach red, red, which they did, and you continue to move on and you're still obviously in a cautionary approach as to how you handle everything, right? You're, you've ramped up your efforts because that's what the, the protocols dictate. But even with what they have... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I've done, right? Isolating players, quarantining players. They still had five more. And add on top of that, Barry told us in the three o'clock hour that they've had uncertainty within the testing, false positive, false negatives. 
what you do is you run the risk of that thing exploding like wildfire throughout the team if you don't keep them isolated, if you don't shut it down, if you don't cancel the game against Nebraska. And the same here with Purdue, that all of a sudden, I mean, you got five cases when you're trying to keep this thing under control. How, right. That thing could have spread. And now not, you're not only talking about games, which you're already missing, but then you're talking about some of the players and in probably important parts of the team, right? Starters, backups that all of a sudden can't go. And now your depth is compromised for three weeks as well on top of that. Oh, and yeah. it's just, and it's COVID and you're trying to keep people healthy. And you've already had some people, Barry said, go to the hospital because of fever. I mean, it's, it's all those things combined. It is. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's all out there. Um, and you know, now the NFL is also putting in, uh, in-game protocols that will lead you to believe. And, and you know what I didn't understand with this, John, is that they're, now they're going to require, at least that was the, uh, what was put out earlier today, that they're going to require all players on the sideline, not on the field of play, to be masked. And for their post-game uh, meetings with players of the other team to be masked because they think that those are more vulnerable moments than the moments that they're on the field breathing really hard on one another at the line of scrimmage and in tackles and in piles and in fumble scrums, uh, that they must be breathing harder on each other in those post-game conversations. I'm being a little bit uh, disingenuous here, but the NFL's putting forward more stringent protocols for their games and mask wearing not on the field of play as well. Did you also see the NFL competition committee talking about having a, a backup plan of a 16-team playoff? Yeah, they're talking about if there are multiple weeks of games that aren't able to be played, which we haven't seen any of those yet. But if it were to happen down the road that uh, that they're talking about a 16-team playoff if they get shortchanged on a bunch of stuff. So lots of things going on. Can we bring back a little bit of the Barry Alvarez conversation, John? Is I think that, we should. You think we should? Absolutely. Well, listen, I, I, you think that. I'm, who am I to disagree with you? Uh, we'll hear a little bit from uh, Barry Alvarez, who joined us live on the program 90 minutes ago. We'll bring back some of that when we come back. This is the Mike Heller Show. It's presented by White Claw Heart Seltzer. On Fox Sports 1070 and the iHeartRadio app. Very interesting day on many fronts. We knew today was... Outside of sports, one of the more significant days in a lifetime from a presidential election standpoint. So uh, it'll be a very interesting watch tonight to see the returns come in. Uh, Watch and listen as the night goes on overnight into tomorrow morning and who knows how long. Uh, But I know this, and it's a very good thing, the, the voter turnout is going to be incredibly high, and it ought to be. So it ought to be all the time. So uh, I think that's something to be uh, in a very good spot with. I'll add one other thing. There's there's a tweet I sent out this morning from Mitch Album from the Detroit Free Press and an author um, who has written some great books. Um, he had a what I think is a non-political commentary uh, in I believe it was in Sunday's Detroit Free Press. I tweeted that out earlier today. The link to that. Uh, column. I hope that if you have a chance, you read it. I think it's really 
well-written, and I don't think it's political. I think it is patriotic. I think it's American. I think it is a, a view of the human condition here, and much less about politics, but it certainly has a political overtone to it. So hopefully um, you'll read that. I think you'll enjoy it if you do. Um, All right. About an hour and a half ago, we talked live on the program with Wisconsin Athletic Director Barry Alvarez. Obviously, today they, again, have made the decision to not play football this weekend. Purdue was on the schedule for a 2.30 kick at Camp Randall. It won't happen. And, uh, and, well, let's replay a portion of our conversation earlier today with Wisconsin Athletic Director Barry Alvarez. I imagine the hope there was, through the mitigating uh, steps that you were taking, that you would maybe just lose the the game that you lost uh, last weekend and that you would be in a better spot right now. And sadly, unfortunately, that's not the case. Yeah, that was our plan, Mike. We, uh, you know, we isolated our players. We got them into a hotel and, uh, you know, the guys are doing what they're supposed to be doing, but our numbers uh, haven't gone down like, like we anticipated. So we still think things are hot and, and uh, we just weren't ready to go back on the field. You know, Barry, let me – yeah, go ahead. I, I, we had maybe had, in the last three days, 11 positives. Now, that's that's not all players. That's That could be an assistant. That could be an equipment manager. That could be anybody associated with the program. So, we, we still – you know, there, there's still – we still have, don't have our arms around it and have things controlled. Coach, I'm, I'm going to ask you uh, – I, I want to get into the, the football stuff as we roll forward, but it, this question doesn't get asked um, very often, and, and I think it ought to be. Uh, and you can't ask answer specifically, but overall in that population, the 27, the number that are active cases, how are we doing health-wise? I mean, is anybody – is there – Yeah. Um, you know, we've had a couple that have had symptoms or had temperatures and went into the hospital. But the majority of them, as I understand, Paul included, are asymptomatic. Okay. And I think that's important to note. I know that uh, that we had asked Paul about that when he had his uh, availability last week on the Zoom presser, how he was feeling, and he hadn't had any symptoms. All right. So as we roll this forward, I asked you in the Zoom press conference earlier today if there had been any conversation um, in the league or among ADs about the willingness or ability to – shift the game by a day or two days is that do you think Barry that will be on the table has it been on the table I think a lot of that will depend on um, you know how many games are going to be canceled right and are we going to have to make up more games to qualify for for your divisional championship those things that certainly we can visit uh, visit about but uh, we have not talked about that yet Coach, um, as it stands uh, in the moment, uh, I know you said on on your Zoom that you had the conversation last week. You reached out to uh, Nebraska's athletic director, and you did the same uh, earlier today, I presume, with Purdue. How has that played, and are other schools in any numbers that would leave them vulnerable to being in the same position right now that you are? Um, You know what, I don't. I haven't checked the numbers of everyone else this week. I know Illinois had some issues last week and played. Um, 
they played with their, if I'm not mistaken, their fourth team quarterback. Uh, Minnesota's been playing. They've they're minus some players. They've had some issues. I, I really don't know. I just happened to catch that on TV. Uh, I, I don't know about the rest of the teams this week. Talking with Barry Alvarez here on the Mike Keller Show. How concerned are you that Wisconsin won't make the minimum required amount of games to possibly play in a Big Ten title game? Well, I'm more concerned that we can get healthy. Um, you know, the, the title game is, you know, that, that happens if you play well. There's, that's a long way to go. But I, I just want to get us healthy. Uh, I'm very disappointed. I know our players are, as well as our coaches, that they're not playing. They've really worked hard and put themselves in a position. And, and I think we're a, a nice football team, really a good football team. And uh, my concern is to get us, keep, get us healthy and keep us healthy. Well, and that's, uh, I suppose that's the, all of us are disappointed, those of us who work on the outside from a media perspective covering the football program, uh, your front and center, Paul Christ and his coaching staff and all the players. That's where the real issue lies. You've dealt with adversity, Barry Alvarez, over a, a long period of time, but none of us have ever dealt with anything quite like this. Not even close. Yeah. You know, this, this, <laughs> you know, a different animal. It's, it's, uh, no one's ever, none of us uh, have ever dealt with anything like this. There's no book that tells you how to deal with it. Um, it's constantly changing. Uh, this has been very difficult to maneuver since last March. That's, uh, earlier today from Barry Alvarez. He joined us live at three o'clock. You'll hear the entire conversation with the Wisconsin Athletic Director in Fox Sports 1070 tonight, and that'll happen at about 5.40, just after 5.40. That show goes from 5 until 6 o'clock. So um, I, I do think it's it's interesting that the idea of a time shift, of a day shift, let's say, John Audius, that at this time next week, Wisconsin might not yet be cleared and comfortable to go. Mm-hmm. Could they shift the Michigan game to Sunday or perhaps even Monday? Now, if that's on the table, because if you don't play it, then you've got one of your teams that's eliminated. Wisconsin's eliminated in the Big Ten West. The league has a vested interest, not just in Wisconsin, but to put their best teams in a championship Saturday at Lucas Oil Stadium in the middle of December. So that game's already slated for what, 6.30 on a Saturday? 6.30 on Saturday night. Yeah, so would you go back, are you, are you saying go know. back 24 maybe, hours? Maybe you go to 6.30 on Sunday night. Uh, if if it was necessitated, could you have enough flexibility to even move it to Monday? I, I don't know the answer to these. I mean, some of this is getting into uncharted territory, but John, well, if you're Michigan, all of then, this is uncharted by the time yeah, you yeah. get to next week in this scenario. You're right, but if you're Michigan, then I, I don't know how far back you'd you'd be willing to move that. And I know it might not be exclusively your call, but then you start saying, Hey, I know you, they don't have enough time, right. but now we won't have enough time to get ready for our right, next but What opponent. I would say then, John, is I would say, okay, we cannot just move that game. You also have to move your next game. So sure. your opponent understands that, um, you know, if you had to move it, let's say, shoot, this is all so hypothetical. No, I, I, I know what know. you, I know what you're saying. We're but if, the, if yeah. Wisconsin, Michigan moved to Monday, instead of Saturday night, then the following game would not be played on Saturday. It might move to Sunday for both teams, Michigan and their opponent and Wisconsin and their opponent. 
I don't know. There's so there there's a lot of moving parts. I don't and have an issue. That's why think, people don't uh, yeah. deal with hypotheticals sometimes very well because they're 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 out there. I think they should be open to everything they can do to try to keep teams eligible. Yes, and that's that's the point. And as I just mentioned, it's not just about keeping Wisconsin eligible. It's about that vantage point that says, "Hey, Ohio State's going to play who in the Big Ten title game?" a two-loss Iowa team mm-hmm. as opposed to a one-loss or a no-loss Wisconsin team, but they didn't qualify because they didn't play enough. You know, the the league wants to put their best foot forward. And right now, Wisconsin's a top-10 team-ish in the polls. You want them there. So the Big Ten as a conference would want to, you know, I would think would want to move that – if they could, okay, vote Wisconsin. It's not done, but it will be done as far as us being on the air. Um, it is. Uh, these are the qualifiers into this hour of the program. It is Rogers, Aaron Rodgers, Vince Lombardi, Hank Aaron, Brett Favre. The final voting update that we'll give you, and the polls are still open, John. We are not projecting a Can we project a winner? Uh, no. Well, we have to. Go go ahead and play that music. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, ready? Uh, three, yeah. two, one. Some six and a half hours before the polls will close in Wisconsin. The Vote Wisconsin, your favorite best Wisconsin pro athlete or coach of all time. And we are prepared to project a winner. With just 10% of the precincts voting, Brett Favre gets our check mark as your winner. We are projecting Brett Favre to be your favorite best Wisconsin pro athlete or coach of all time. Right now he has 36% of the vote. Aaron Rodgers is 27% of the vote. But we here at Fox Sports 1070 are prepared and are willing to project the winner as Brett Favre. Wow. 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 <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, we just wanted to be first. I don't know if we'll be right. I think <laughs> it's ours. So whatever. <laughs> uh, by the way, I think that's the right answer. I do too. I think everybody got it right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we got that going on and we'll, we'll actually have the results, the full results uh, tomorrow because the, I, I set that up to go until midnight. So you, you can vote. It was 4.53 right now. You have until midnight, so you have a uh, little bit more than seven hours and uh, seven minutes to still cast your vote. 346 voters in on that. We've had uh, more than 1,000 votes on the brackets and that combined today, nice. so that's pretty good. Um, okay. uh, so you'll be able to continue voting on that. And then tomorrow on the program, the Packers are have – con- have you confirmed with Amon Green? Tomorrow. Oh, oh uh, what do you mean? That he's going to be on our show tomorrow? I just assumed he was. Why? What's going on? What, what? Well, have we not asked Amon Green if he could give him some some carries? He said and he could do he 10, to, he, 10 to 12, I think. Well, 10 isn't to that what they kind of need on Thursday night? I'm just saying. That'd be awesome. Maybe you would want to confirm with Amon Green that he's going to be on the show and not on the flight to Seattle. 43-year-old Amon Green has signed a contract with the Green Bay Packers. It's just a one-day contract. Yeah. Oh, a two-day contract for tomorrow and Thursday. 
anyway, Amon Green will be on tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Brian Posick and uh, other guests as warranted. Fox Sports 1070 is coming up next. For John Adias, I'm Mike Heller. Thanks for listening to The Mike Heller Show. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.